shocking, positively shocking. Ladies, gentlemen, and variations thereupon, we are the longest-running podcast hosted by two Yorkshire men, a Geordie, a red-headed girl, and a French man. This is Modern Escape. Hello and welcome to the show, my name is Oodles, and as always, I'm the host that just goes on and on and on and on and on. Today, I will be joined by Super the Big Yo, it's Biggie. Hello. <laughs> it's Dr. Robotics Mean Bean Candy Machine. Hey, hello. The truth is out there, it's Stig. Hello. And he's back from the dead. From north of the wall, it's Gadget. Hello. Yes, I'm still alive. <laughs> so, before we get into the show, please consider becoming one of our sexy and incredibly cool patrons to help us divide and conquer the podcasting world. Details are in our show notes, but mainly check out our website, modernescapism.co.uk, for more exquisite content and links to everything we do. And now, it's time for our oldest segment of the show. It's Biggie's Breaking News as of last week. News! Here we go. So, um, number one, Obi-Wan Kenobi is the most watched Disney Plus original series premiere globally to date. And it's been a pretty good success, considering it's only been, what, two episodes so far? Three, Three. now. Ooh, it's the third one out. Yeah. Yep. Mm. I caught up with them this week oh. because I got sick of seeing all the spoilers on Twitter. I was like, I need to actually get this watched. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Good old spoilers, eh? Yeah. I mean, Friend it, of the it, show as well. It's kind of... Um, it makes sense, doesn't it? Uh, out of all the characters, to, if you're going to do a spin-off show, all these like Marvel and, and Star Wars uh, shows, he's probably you know one that people have a lot of fondness for. And then Ewan McGregor did do a good job in the prequels, you know, outside of other things that are wrong with those films. He was actually one of the standouts in that. So it does kind of make sense that a lot of people are tuned in for this. Mm, do you know what? I'm glad that they've waited the amount of time to do it as well because it has brought some of those original. Well, I say original fans. I don't mean like the 70s. I mean the prequel fans, like people our age. It's sort of brought the people that have maybe drifted away from it back in a little bit too. Hang on, there's prequel fans. <laughs> there's literally there's people, dozens there's of people them. who grew up with the prequels. Put it that oh, way. <laughs> no, there is a there's that thing though, isn't there? Because there's been such a long time between the prequels and now that people are kind of revisionists. And like, oh. actually, they weren't that bad, were they? No, they were bad. Attack of the Clones, You were my especially. brother! Attack of the Clones <laughs> might be one of the worst is... things made. Yeah, it's terrible. It's one of the worst ones. It's the worst one out of the nine yeah. uh, main ones. Uh, Revenge of the Sith is pretty decent. It has its it's moments. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the show, to be honest. Uh, it fucks up the law completely, but I'm not really that bothered. Oh. Yeah, when, when something's <laughs> that old, you've got to sometimes look past... Like um, continuity errors and stuff like that, and you've just got to think, "Fuck it, come on, we're having a laugh." I think they've gone. This would be really cool, but it makes no sense in terms of that one line that was in the New Hope, and they've <laughs> yeah, gone, "Fuck, fuck it, matter." <laughs> no, because we get this cool moment instead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It also features one of the worst adult versus child chases ever. Yeah, the the one in the forest. <laughs> 
There's actually can't, two. He can't, he can't jump two. over a branch. Oh, no. a branch. There's oh. two. There's another adult versus child chase scene as well, which is yeah. pretty terrible in episode two. Yeah, yeah there is. Yeah, yeah, there is. Yeah, there is. <laughs> yeah, there is. Yeah, it's yeah, it's funny, that, but yeah. You have to just go with it, don't you? Yeah. 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 Can't wait we don't know how physics story, work but... in that world. We don't yeah, know how physics work. That guy not, may, may not be able to bend his knees. That, that species exactly. <laughs> <laughs> might not be human. It might look human to you. But come on, yeah. I'm looking forward to uh, when they announce the uh, the next character that they're going to do a story backstory of, and that's the robot torturer that you see. Oh yeah, imagine, imagine. Love to know him. Love to know what happens with him. We're getting Jar Jar, <laughs> aren't we? Next. Oh, don't. Fuck this! I can, see, I can see it. Could you imagine that? Could you imagine that? Sith robe. He's got Sith robe on. His eyes are red. He's got a triple lightsaber. He's got the big John Williams evil music in the background. He goes, "You're gonna die." No, yeah, exactly. His, his tongue turns into a lightsaber. And it's just called the, the, the whole show. The whole show is called Binks. And he turns his lightsaber off the first time, accidentally kills himself. Done. Now he gets it in his tongue and goes, oh, little, 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 little. <laughs> it rolls it back and just puts it through his own skull. There's <laughs> a fast ghost for the rest of the season then. Oh, dear. <sighs> Next. Uh, so moving on, uh, Top Gun Maverick um, not only got the best review so far in 2022, but has earned. Uh, about 156 million dollars set in a new record we for Memorial that? Day weekend. I think we pushed that film, didn't we? Mm, yeah. No, but it's, it's increased since as well because of yeah, since, 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 since that's Memorial Day. Cruz's career. So I mean, mm-hmm. it, like Stiggy, I think mentioned last week, it was the probably the best idea he's ever come up with to still release it in the cinema to hold off and proof is in the pudding. Mm. Yeah, yep. and not not even just in in terms of. Obviously, the money it's made, just the fact the film is a film that you need to watch in the cinema. Like, it just, the sound and the scale of it is just, needs to be on a big screen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm so, going to go to the IMAX and watch that myself, I think. Congratulations, yeah, just, Mr. Cruz. Yeah, we knew you were strapped for cash. <laughs> <laughs> so, moving on. Um, fake Bloodborne remaster sends fans into a frenzy. Uh, somebody tweeted out that see what you did Remastered is coming to PS5 in August 22 and the PC in 2023. If, you, if, you, if the eagle-eyed listeners, eagle-eared listeners, could hear the wood hitting the desk in Gadget's house then, <laughs> he's got an erection. <laughs> furious that this was fake. Absolutely furious. Oh, is it oh, fake? No, I mean, everyone's going to want news. to, aren't they? Fake news. To do that. I- how could they have got that out of in August 22 and not had any of it leaked? It seemed like... Oh, by the way, this is coming in two months. Yeah, or why wouldn't you have it in the state <laughs> of play? You know, it's like, yeah, it's Yeah, fake. exactly. But it, it, it's Big one news. of those things that when you're flicking down Twitter and you see Bloodborne Remaster, I was like, ooh, ooh. Mm. No. Oh, it'll come. It'll come. They just probably want to Elden Ring out the way, get as much as they can from that. Right, what can we do in the meantime? Put Bloodborne <laughs> out because they know it'll sell. Mm. Yeah, I think most people want it on PC, don't they? Because that's, most, most that's when you can PC. mess about with it. Mm. I think, I think I'd like Blue, to see it as well. I think Blue Point proved that they can do this kind of thing with um, the Demon Souls uh, remastered yeah. uh, remake, which so. is still the best looking Souls game. By it far. is um, for different reasons, though. I mean, I still think Elden Ring looks incredible, but um, mm. 
technically it is the most beautiful one. I would like to I would like to see what they could do with Bloodborne. But like we don't like Bloodborne's art style and it looks still looks fantastic. It just needs to fucking run at sixty frames a second. Yeah. That's all it needs. Has a 4K version. That's all we need. We don't need anything spectacular because it's gorgeous anyway. Yeah, exactly. Just Who's that guy, Lance McDonald, um, who managed to get it running at sixty frames per second? He's tweaked it, but yeah, they mm. won't. They won't do anything with it. He, he's Wait. told them, "Look, you, you can you can do this," but they obviously can be done. Yeah, for reasons unknown. Yeah, yeah, but I'm sure a lot of the like stuff like they tie the physics to the frame rate in those games. Yes, that, yeah, that's, a, sure. that's that's why you can't have like Elden Ring run it at 144 frames a second or whatever because it just makes the fucking world go mental. You'll so, have no iframes either yeah. at all, <laughs> which so, is important yeah, in that just, combat. Just just do it, Sony. Come on, come on. <laughs> it cost you a few million dollars, man. Come I on. think it'll happen. It'll, 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 like make, money. it'll make more <laughs> back than what it costs them to do. So oh, it'll it'll happen. <laughs> they remastered Next. everything else, so. Yeah. So the game abandoned once again hit the headlines as a report came out from Mark Delaney at GameSpot that Blue Box is allegedly making little progress as the lead developer shares uninspiring teases and flip-flops on the truth um, with a fan chat room that he organised. This was the game that people thought was the secret game for From Kojima. Yeah. And they went along with it. Um, yeah. What? I'm it was confused. Just, well, it, it's just because it was released with, uh, was it a trailer or was it images that sort of implied that it was to do with Silent Hill? There were all these yeah. weird sort of hidden meanings in the background that people were saying, oh, that's Silent Hill. It was, yeah, it was, it was one of those correlation doesn't equal causation kind of things where some people went, this looks a bit Silent Hilly and the kind of the, 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 the guy, uh, uh, Caraman, whatever he's called, uh, he basically just ran with it, and it became a very big hype moment. You know, he was tweeted out saying like, "Abandoned's working title begins with an S and ends with an L and shit like that." Mm. And everyone, <gasps> Silent Hill, and I would SNL. No, it could be anything. Cause, cause we, we, <laughs> we all know that, like, and, and Gadget's absolutely thrilled at this Bloober team are doing Silent Hill. <sighs> he loves Bloober team as well. I just don't. Two depressing <laughs> stories in a row there. Um, loves it. But yeah, the, the, the ah, this abandoned thing, it's just, it's a load of bullshit. The, by the sounds of it, the guy's sketchy as fuck anyway, and he's, he's got a history of taking money from investors or like promising games and not delivering. Absolutely. Them, so, uh, yeah. It, Next. It, nothing. That sounds very dodgy. Uh, Marvel Studios boss, Kevin Ferrero. Um, sorry, Phage. My, um, he still said his second, second name wrong. He gets it <laughs> wrong every time. We'll do it on purpose. Might just launch uh, yeah, an Avengers right. Con, a Star Wars celebration like fan event for Marvel. And I think um, somebody mentioned that. How has this not happened already? Yeah, I assume this would have already been a thing. Mm. I mean, most Comic Cons these days are mostly Avengers stuff anyway. Good. Do you feel? Do you feel like um, Comic Con is? kind of on its way out like E3 isn't it everyone's doing their own thing now and so if he does this and just does this is when we release all of our Marvel news there's nothing going to be for Comic Con like DC, D- DC do their own one don't they, they have like a the DC weekend. Dome or whatever it's called the Fandome the Fandome they have a whole weekend like yeah. to I think to show it all and stuff yeah. I, don't, I don't think Comic Con will go away because of it. I think what will happen is if like if, if the Avengers Con becomes its own thing that 
like New York Comic Con, London Comic Con, they probably won't suffer anything. They might just shrink back and get back to being more general nerd culture things rather than there's yeah. a load of announcements from Disney, you know? <laughs> so mm. I don't think they're mm. going anywhere. I mean, it's all very comics popular. Comics, obviously, is such a big thing in the States compared to over here. Our comic shops are so sporadic in the UK. And then in America, there are fucking comic shops everywhere. We oh, can get mate, you, you should have seen Pontefract Comic Con. It was hilarious. There was a few <laughs> few lads outside with bin bags on. <laughs> it's fucking uh, brilliant. They did, I remember they did a Comic Con in Chesterley Street once. That was that was just sad. It were really <laughs> yeah. sad. The, the, the grand attraction they got was that guy that has that replica Batmobile. And got him up for the weekend. Oh, him. Yeah. <laughs> He'll turn up for anything. I, I, uh, I uh, went to one in London that had the replica um, Tumblr. Oh no! This just, was, yeah, this was this was like a. Yeah, replica. But that's a bit different, isn't it? Tumblr's impressive. Yeah, this is a re- <laughs> yeah. replica Tim Burton one where the guy had a guy yeah. hadn't even covered up the like the Vauxhall logo on the wheels. You know? <laughs> 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 yeah, we, me, me and my brother went to one in London just for. Well, basically, we we're going down for a Liverpool game, but the game was the next day, and the cheap trains were like early in the morning. So it's like, what the fuck are we gonna do till like kill time? And just saw Kurt Angle was like, "I'm gonna be at London Comic Con today." I was like. Okay, let's go there. I'm so, off. Yeah, I'd go yeah. as well. I'd absolutely go for that. Went to meet Kurt Angle and listen to a, a um, him do a talk and everything. But yeah, they were. They, it wasn't oh, as meant. it wasn't as like big or spectacular as you see on these American ones. Yeah, it's more about the signings, isn't it? There, you go there and get a, mm. get your photo with Aquaman. Yeah, yeah Nick so Frost was there it. actually as well. Um, but I didn't manage to. I'd, I'd like to talk to Nick Frost as well. You, got words. you didn't get a chance yeah, to talk to him. Words though. for That's Nick Frost, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> we had one in Worthing, and um, at the Doctor Who's, who's a Doctor Who fan here? Nobody. I've watched it. <laughs> There's one called Colin. I can't remember his surname. I, I think he took over after Tom Baker. Colin. <laughs> Colin. Colin Baker. Colin. And he uh, was there. And he basically looked like he had actually eaten all the other doctors. He put on so much weight. He, he had all these pictures in front of when he was in Doctor Who. And he looked nothing like it. It was, just, it was like, ah, yeah. Bless Colin. Yeah, They're good for them, aren't they? That for a lot of people, like for later on their careers. Not when they're selling Absolutely. autographs for 20 quid. Fuck well, off. Not for them. They, they, earn, they earn great money from it. Fuck off, Warwick Davis. Yeah. I don't want a 20 quid autograph. God, it's for- more than that now. 40 quid, 40 quid it was for Nick Frost, which is why I didn't uh, do it. Fuck that. Yeah. It's like a Nike, yeah, but you know, I've never, I've never, <laughs> I've never once, I, I've met quite a, well, I'm not, this is not an humble bragger, I've met quite a few famous people and stuff, people I admire. I've never gone, do you mind signing this? Because I never, I don't see the point. I'm not a signature person. I don't, what am I going to do with it? Mm, I'm more of a photo person. And I'm then I asked myself to do a funny pose. Selfie every time. I, I always ask, oh, do you mind if we look like we've just cracked a joke so we look like we're having a really good time? Yeah, it's all completely yeah. fake, but it looks like you're friends with them then. That works for like, some, I got, Sam I've, Neil, got, I've got a photo. No. I'll put it on the Discord as well of Dolph Lundgren kissing me on cheek because I asked him and he did. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> I didn't want him to sign been? anything. Oh, he loved it. Yeah, Took me back to his hotel room and had his wicked way with me. <laughs> Thundergunned you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> 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 oh. Okay. Um, unfortunately, another TV series has uh, bitten the dust as Raised by Wolves has been cancelled at what HBO that? Max. The <laughs> one, the sci-fi drama which Ridley Scott was involved with as executive I producer. Ex- 
<laughs> that doesn't surprise me at all. Mm. Ridley Scott. There's a quick. concept to this. I've not seen it, but it, it did look intriguing. I think that's, oh, yeah, that, 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 that's the problem. Lots of people have heard good things about it, but no fucker watched it. Because it's a super high yeah. concept sci fi thing. With Ridley Scott directed the first two episodes, and I think it's his son directed all the others. Is it secretly an alien film? I think so. Mm-hmm. Is there xenomorphs in it? No, there's <laughs> not xenomorphs in it, but there's alien shit goes on in it, I think. Oh, God, Ridley, stop. <laughs> Ridley, stop. Ridley, stop. Ridley, stop. I just want, I just want to, I want to, I want to remember him in his, in his heyday when he was the best of the best. And now I just remember he's an old man that people just keep giving money to. It's he's like, a, fucking, <laughs> leave him old alone. Man, old, old man that shouts at clouds. Oh, he really yeah. is an absolute curmudgeon these days. Yeah, go get yourself some fish and chips. Oh, let Tony Scott do some stuff. Fuck it. And speaking of oldies, Kate Bush running up that hill, heads back into the top 40 at number eight. Yeah, go on, Bush. Not surprised. Once you've. uh... Do you watch Stranger Things Gadget? I've seen the first season of it, and I don't know why I haven't watched the rest of it. I do want to get into it. Mate, it's a Dungeons and Dragons show. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I know it's but, just it's just one of those things. I've watched I've watched the first season twice actually, and it's just like I don't know why I never start the second season. Yeah, oh, we remember though, that? don't we, Stig? He doesn't like Goonies, does he? Oh yeah, Maybe something to do with that. Maybe, but the I'm way the way that, that I like it, the way that mm. that song was used in this series, specifically one episode, is sublime. Yeah, mm. it's not mm. it's no surprise that people have been streamed. Uh, streaming it and stuff since but yeah nice little story that I've always loved uh, Kate Bush anyway it's nice to see young people discovering her like um, organically through that I I, I love it I love that shit I actually didn't realise how old that song was I thought it was um, I thought it came out mid 90s I thought it came out mid 90s it's older than me I think it's older than me just ish she wrote wrote it for my birth actually Yeah, moving on. I've done the how that works. But... I was going to make a really cruel joke there, and I'm not. I'm just not going to bother. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. <laughs> was it about you? Was it about Finally... your dad when he heard you being born? Yeah, running up that running hill with <laughs> Never coming back. <laughs> you were ugly, baby. <laughs> I was. Next. Okay, so moving over to Gadget and uh, Oodles to give us a quick rundown of the state of play that we had from Sony this week. Yeah, we're a good one. We enjoyed it. Yeah. We enjoyed it. Uh, Twitter didn't. Yeah, no, <laughs> did. lo- loads of people on Twitter and Reddit like complained that it was shit. It was just like, actually, no, there were some really fucking good games. Yeah. They were, do, do you know, when we were doing it live, I said, there'll be someone moaning that they weren't a single uh, shooter game. And that's how I saw on Twitter, like, where are Sony's shooters? It's like fucking. We've got enough. So what are you free now? So what are you doing? Make shooters. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. So the, the, the couple of the big ones. There's actually quite a lot of horror on this one because it opened up with the Resident Evil Four remake, which looks fucking yes. banging. Mate, you could you could literally do like um, like a wallpaper simulator in RE Engine, and it'd be fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> it's just fucking great that engine. But yeah, the ground up remake of Resident Evil Four, like they did Resident Evil Two. They've got the uh, current. Uh, actor and uh, face model for Leon Kennedy from Resident Evil 2 Remake. And I like him. 
Yeah, they've changed. Um, I think I think they've changed the look of all the characters because um, huh. Ashley looks different as well, and she sounds different, which means hopefully that Leon, yeah. Leon is not going to be quite as annoying when she gets caught. Leon, help! Um, oh, leave I'm her. Really, really interested to see what they're going to do with it because Resident Evil Four is is an excellent game, but it's fucking batshit crazy in places. Like you have a for, little. For Lepodian. me, it was the turning point. Yeah, it's yeah, it's the turning point of the whole franchise. It's where. They lean into schlock and daftness. Like the first, like major thing that Leon says, "Where's everybody gone? Bingo!" Yeah, you know, it's like, oh, "Here we go, here we go." This is this is this is setting the scene, and it's just it's just fun. And you see, um, uh, Doctor uh, Salvador, or whatever he's called, with a sack on his head and the and the chainsaw. Yeah. It's just it, it's 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 wearing its heart on its sleeve, isn't it? The fourth yeah. one. So it's yeah. fucking bashit. So from the trailer show, and everything looks very moody, very dark, and looks like they're probably probably more leaning towards the scary stuff because you can say a lot of things about Resident Evil Four. It ain't scary. No, is it folk? Um, it's just daft. I really hope also they tone down the fucking QTEs because it's the one thing I don't like about this. Shouldn't be oh, any. Yeah, remember that. Like, oh look at that! There's a boulder chasing you. Rapidly tap Q oh. as fast as you can. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I first I first played it on GameCube and it was like. A and ZR to like run away from a fucking boulder. I'm like, I, don't, I still don't know the controls. Ah! The Wii <laughs> was just a wiggle, just waggle. Yeah. Was it a waggle? Yeah. Right, that's oh. why people say the Wii is one of the best ones to play it on because you just have to waggle yeah. and it does it and you don't have to fuck around with yeah. buttons. But these uh, things were like, you beat a boss on far and if you don't get the QT right, you have to do the boss again. <laughs> Fucking bollocks! Uh, Did you see? There's a little link to Resi Eight as well in it. In the clip they showed that it's the the um like the wreath thing that they have in Resi Eight with the with yeah. the crow's um, wings. So that'll be interesting yep. to see how they link it. Yeah, I'm so excited. I'm is there so a excited. A tall lady with big boobies as well. Yeah, let's hope no. so. Speaking <laughs> of which, Resident Evil Eight Village is getting the VR treatment. At, 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 at which point, the entire internet got horny all over again. <laughs> <laughs> The amount of Lady D mm-hmm. memes I saw immediately after that is unreal. The internet needs to have a cold shower. <laughs> <laughs> I saw I saw some people like saying, "Oh, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm actually gonna play Resi Eight now because it's in VR and stuff. I'm just gonna spend all game with Lady D." I'm, I wanted to turn around and go, "She's in it for ten minutes. Mm. Oh, she's trying to kill you most <laughs> of the time. Yeah, yeah she's, she's not in it for long, guys. Well, I mean, imagine I mean, the amount of people that'll be using the VR for three minutes when she's there." <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I prefer, oh! I prefer a second form anyway. Yeah. I know you, you like them authentically, don't you? There's more uh, to grab, isn't there? There's more to grab. The, um, but yeah, I mean, Resident Evil 8 was great, and Resident Evil 7 in VR was fantastic. So I've got this is going to be great. And it's mm. I, th- I think it's pro- by the terms, it's probably going to be an early one for PSVR too. So excellent. Yeah, because uh, 7 was, wasn't it? 7 was an early one for PSVR. So it makes yeah, sense yeah. that they've got this little thing going on. Yeah. And again, and it's it's going to be a beginning of, of the uh, Capcom frenzy, isn't it? Which it we is, all love. Yeah. Uh, they also announced Horizon VR, Call of the Mountain, which looked pretty, but also dull as dishwater. Mm. Just like the last game. <laughs> I mean, it just... Did you see the comparison shots, though, that w- what they released um, a couple of days ago versus the clip that they showed, what was it, about three months ago? Yeah. It's um, it's vastly improved now. The amount of detail that's in there yeah. now, they've, they've really crammed it in. It's it much better. They've brightened about, it up and everything. I don't know about you guys. I know you you played it, didn't you, Candy, like me, but the character models on this VR one, they fucking cel-shaded the shit out of them. Yeah, they look cartoony as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they weren't the... 
It's it's a funny one, isn't it? Because in some places the graphics are so nice, and then in other places they're just bleh, gross. Um, yeah, it's the it's the ugly faces again, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> um, uh, Cap, continue with yeah. This is Capcom. Continue with Capcom. Uh, Street Fighter Six first gameplay was out. Ooh. Yeah, with the uh, open world bit open running world about. Bit. Internet oh, got mad. Ladders. Internet got mad because Chun Li's wearing pants. <laughs> I can't. I can't wait for Evo when people are running around the city. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. I'm assuming that's, that's looks gonna like be... like a brick. He's just square now. Yeah, <laughs> Ryu's lost his leanness, hasn't he? He used to be quite yeah. lean, and he just looks like he's he eats sausage rolls all the time now. He's <laughs> gone in for that middle age spread, hasn't he? Except yeah. it's just been his chest. Like his, rib ca- <laughs> his rib cage has expanded. Yeah, he looks very square. He looks more like a kuma now, doesn't he? He's... Little beard and I mean to be fair, it looks more like Chris Redfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thick Chris. He's, he's, he's Street Fighter. We know. I mean, the warning to the listener listening now: don't buy it straight away. Wait while the end of the year when everything's the same price as when you initially bought it, and you've got all the characters. Trust me. <laughs> Get um, the game of the year edition. There, there, there is a there is a new game which is entirely made entirely for Oodles, which is called Eternites. Which um, I'm on IGN at the minute, and they describe it as a dating action game set in the apocalypse. It's weeby as fuck. Schoolgirl dating persona. The boy's got a, the boy's got a weird, weird. The boy's got a weird. He's got a weird like glowing arm that turns into a tentacle, and she holds onto his tentacle. Oh no! <laughs> it's um. <laughs> What's he gonna do with that? It looks wrong, oodles, in every way, shape, or form. Uh, I'm slap you with my tentacle. Yeah, they, they, they had a run of some smaller ones, so like Spider-Man Remastered and Miles Morales is going on to PC this year, and uh, No Man's Sky is going on to PSVR two. Um, it's on PSVR already, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's on the original PSVR, but it's basically confirmed that it's like an upres version for the because they, they yeah, updated it for it's the rough, PS5. isn't it on VR? Yeah, they updated it for PS five, and then obviously since going on PSVR two. Yeah, and the PSVR two has got better controls, controls. controls as well, yeah. isn't it? So. Uh, we yeah. we got the first gameplay trailer and a release date for Callisto Project Protocol, which I'm so excited mm. for. That's coming out oh, December yes. the second. That's so, scary. Yeah, so that's the one from the from the folks who made Dead Space, and then in January we've got the Dead Space remake. So it's it's going to be a good month for like horrible sci fi horror shit. That'll be delayed. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to be that guy, but yeah. it'll be delayed. You're always right, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got um, Rollerdrome, which is a futuristic skater shooter game, which looks fucking wild. We can play that together for like half an hour, one evening on stream, and then we'll be done with it. Then we'll be done. Yeah, a little bit like Knockout City. Yeah. It'll be great fun for half an hour, but it, it looks fun. I'm playing Knockout City with you guys ever again. You threw fun. <laughs> that was really good fun, though. That, that was a great stream. <laughs> you tricked me. You tricked me. Especially that you... Star Wars moment. <laughs> <laughs> I have the high ground. Uh, the the last two, Stray gets a release date, so that's the one where yeah. you play in this yeah, play as a cat man. in Cyberpunk City. That's out in July, and it comes out free on the extra and premium tiers of PS Plus. Which uh, is 30 quid cheaper than buying the game. Yeah. Do that. Uh, looks fucking excellent. You play, you, he's a very good boy, this cat. He's got his little backpack and his little robot allows him to talk to robots. He does a wink, doesn't he? He does oh, a my wink. Heart, he does. I. He, he makes all the, the. He makes all the little sounds. Yeah. Like <laughs> He's yeah. wandering around and he's just turning, going. Yeah. It's like, oh. yeah. 
It's going to be so good. Like, did you? I don't know because when we were watching it, Gadget, it was a bit choppy. But I, I, I rewatched that trailer and watch his paws on the wet bit. It gets, it gets damp paws. Oh, oh, it's damp paws. Oh little I, beans. I reckon it, if you put the control down, don't do anything. He probably sits there and just cleans himself. And oh, oh I hope and, so. Yeah. But I'm not going to be able to play it with my cat in the room, though. He'll, he'll go crazy. He'll bap the telly. Little he will yes. be big bappings. I hope characters boop him a bit. Like, boop. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there are any characters, are there? I think it's just him and a, a no, robot. There's, there's, what if a little robots, robots boop him? Oh, there's other robots, is there? Yeah. Well, I mean, there should be actually some more of the gameplay and some more of the city that you'll be wandering around, and it looks incredible. There's some alien shit going on there, so... And some shit that this shoots is the cyberpunk you. we've all wanted. Yeah, there's some shit that shoots at you, so there's going to be some action to it. <laughs> like one robot mm, absolutely yeah. annihilates the cat. <gasps> Stop it! Iggy! <laughs> And last up, before we all decide we're going to hate Biggie, uh, <laughs> Final Fantasy 16. Oodles. <laughs> oh, this looks mint. It does look good. It looks good. Looks have, you, have you seen the, 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 um, the, the credits for the actual fighting mechanics? It's yeah, a so full, like, f- fighting team that have done it. Yeah, it's like the guys behind, like, Devil May Cry 5 and lots of the other Final Fantasies oh, and shit. Interesting. And, and, and the devs have literally come out and said, like, we understand that this is the like turn base is not our thing anymore because they haven't done turn based in years, have they? No, and they're like, we, we, what, what was that? I can't remember the quote that he said, like, we, we've um reinvigorated action combat. And I was like, if someone's going to pump money into something like that, it's going to be square, isn't it? Oh, yeah, this this could be like the change for people to be like, I've, I've not liked Final Fantasy games, but this one, and it's very adult and. It is, there's these Pokemon themes to it where you can control your icons that they call the summons mm. in this and they fight each other and, oh, God, Game of Thrones. Oh, it's going to be fucking lit and all this sexy it's gonna boys be divisive, and the sexy I girls. I don't care. <laughs> it's not 13. We're never going to get a 13 ever again. Yeah. So, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's coming out summer next year. Unless it gets delayed. Oh, but, yeah, summer, summer next year. I'm going to book a week off work and finish it in a week. You'll finish it. See, I was a little bit less excited about it after seeing this. I was really pumped for it. And then I saw the trailer the other night. I was a little bit deflated by it. Because I think, like you said, it it reminds me of Stranger of Paradise. And I haven't gone back to that since the demo. And that's what put me off. So maybe I just need to go back and play Stranger of Paradise and and get back to it. I tell you, you will love it. You just got to get past that demo bit. Yeah. It's a secret mint game. Secret mint game. (laughs) Secret mint game. Properly, uh, but uh, yeah, that's it. So it was a really good state, state of play. One of the better ones Sony's done, actually. Normally they kind of shit the bed with it a bit, but there were some lot, yeah. lots of good announcements. And also, very... it was all new stuff as well. So what, yeah. what, what do yeah. people want? It wasn't just a repeat. Of they want shit. Call of Duty. They want twenty five minutes on Call of Duty. They want God of War. Yeah, yeah. Is there, um, is there an Xbox One coming up? Yeah, uh, Xbox Xbox yeah, so on, su- on Sunday. Which okay. I'm already predicting Skyrim. Hyper anniversary edition <laughs> on your fridge. EX Turbo. I've already pre ordered it. It's <laughs> going to be available on all Apple watches. And if you if you want if you want to see our thoughts on it, we'll we, me and Candy definitely will be streaming that one six o'clock Sunday the eleventh. I'm, I'm going to turn up as well just to see if just to complain just to complain about don't you no, 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 it for me. Don't you ruin it for me? No 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 because I've got oh, they'll I've do got, that for you anyway. Don't worry about that. I've literally <laughs> and this is rare for me. I've got a spare two hundred and fifty quid now that's just sat there, and I'm thinking, do I get Xbox again? And this could make or break it. You should do anywhere. So just get one anyway. Deals you can get on Game Pass. 
It's an emulator <laughs> now as well. <laughs> oh, pirate Steve over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was, that, that was the state of play. And it was a good state. Is that the news, Biggie? Yeah, that's it. So, as always, over to Candy for thought of the day. Yes, I, uh, I, I think I liked that news section. Very good. Well done. Fantastic. <laughs> Thanks very much. <laughs> Sorry. Come on, wake up, Oodles. It's your show. <laughs> it's my show, finally. <laughs> finally. <laughs> he admits it. Right, it's time for the Nexus. And I want to start myself, actually, because um, we're going to talk about the boys later, aren't we? Yes. Um because the big thing that's happened. But I want to talk about a little game that I got sent a code for. Um, it's called Soldiers, spelled S-O-U-L-D-I-E-R-S. Soldiers, as in dark soldiers. Oh, so um, do you have soul, but you're not a soldier? <laughs> that's right. It's basically the killer's... No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I've just... Because when I ever get a code, I like to take it seriously. So I've just got the... The, the, the right up. <laughs> so, Soldiers is an indie Metroidvania and action adventure game with RPG elements developed by Retro Forge and published by Dear Villagers. It was planned to release on 19th of May 2022, but it was pushed back to the 2nd of June. So, it's fresh. You can get it now. Um, it was pushed back to polish the game, and wow, the difference that that, that little push it has helped because I remember seeing it originally. It's available on PC, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, Series S, and on the Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, and PlayStation 5. So, um, best way to explain it. Um, Hollow Knight is the best way to explain it. Um, imagine, now, I don't want to get your hopes, it's not as good as Hollow Knight. I don't think anything is, but it's that's what it's going for. That's That's what the gameplay is. But it's got a nice, unique twist on the Metroidvania genre where it's very story-heavy in, in a good way. So it is a clever thing by making it feel like this epic adventure and you're just along for the ride on it. So at the beginning of the game, you're sent on a mission with a full platoon of soldiers and on this mission for the, the, big, the king, some fantasy shite. Uh, unfortunately, you all get stuck in a cave and you're enticed by a Valkyrie. Ooh, God, them bloody Valkyries at it again. To enter a portal to another realm to bring forth Ragnarok. Which I was led to believe that Ragnarok's the end of days, but in this game, they want to bring it forth. So, and at this moment, because you, you think you're going to play as the main character, the general, the guy that looks like he's, he's all the art um, team have put all the work in. Turns out you're not. This is where you choose which member of the uh, army you want to be. You can be a caster, an archer, or a scout. Scout's the knight with a shield and a sword. And basically, you're following your troop, your your battalion, into unknown lands in a Metroidvania style. And a lot of Metroidvanias, they have this thing where you feel lonely, don't you? Like Especially Hollow Knight. You feel very lonely all the way through it. But in this, there's always someone to talk to. There's always... NPCs that are giving you tips and advice and the map in this is really good because a lot of people don't like uh, Metroidvania maps because it can be confusing. This is very easy to read. Um, if you look at the trailer, it's nice and blocky and 2D and beautiful. Reminds me of like a cross between Hollow Knight and Earthworm Jim in a weird way. Don't let that put you off, but you know what? <laughs> Earthworm Jim's chunky. Yeah. Chunky 16-bit. It's like that. And it's it's just 
fucking gorgeous. Um, so it is curing that little Hollow Knight silk song itch that I've got. Um, nice thing on this as well, which is rare in the genre, three difficulty options, and it doesn't change how you play it. It just makes things look that little bit easier for people that struggle with this genre. I, I think it's fucking brilliant. It, there is one caveat to it. So the game opens up and it starts very, it's pretty and open open fields and trees and it's gorgeous and then the first major like level slash area is back in a cave again and it's quite lengthy it's about an hour long and you think oh god i'm stuck in this cave but once you get back out of it after killing a few bosses then it, it's stunning again and I'm, I'm i don't know why they chose to front load it with that because it doesn't show off the game in its best light do you know what i mean but yeah, you I'm you check out a little trailer or some screenshots and it's gorgeous. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching, watching watching the trailer on Steam now. It looks very pretty. It is very pretty. It doesn't, and doesn't give me any Hollow Knight vibes. Like I, I look, your entire description is where it's like Hollow Knight, except in it is except in it about five times. It's great. It's really funny. <laughs> uh, it looks great though. Like it looks, um, yeah, it's on PC and Switch. So yeah, it looks canny. It's fifteen quid on um, Steam. Mm. It, I'm comparing to Hollow Knight in the in the way like it plays. It feels like Hollow right, Knight okay. while you're playing it, like. It is. I hate to say it because it, they say it in the thing, but it's souls-like in a way. You don't when you die, you don't go and collect your souls. You don't need to do that, but it's deliberate combat. You know what I mean? You swing. You've got yeah. to see it through. It, um, kind of, like Hollow Knight. It's 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 giving me a lot of Dead Cells vibes, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's not as fast. It's not as fast and fluid as Dead Cells. No, but lots of particle it, effects. Yeah, yeah. There's a little bit of work to do. Like I've noticed, like. Sometimes I can't, because the, cause the uh, sprites are so chunky, I can't tell when the roll animation's finished, so I can't, I can't, I'm not mastering the parries perfectly yet because the animations are so, yeah, chunky. Yeah. <laughs> so I think a few more tweaks, because it's already got a patch today. I haven't got, I managed to play it again this afternoon, but it's already got a patch. So I'm hoping that just speeds that up a little bit. But, I started as the scout, the knight, the sword and board, but I believe a lot of people are having a lot more fun with the archer, the ranged combat, and the skill trees and stuff like that. And it does, it does what Hollow Knight doesn't do. Where with Hollow Knight, you only kill baddies to get uh, money, don't you? On this, you or kill baddies to get. Other oh, in your way, yeah. On, on this, you kill baddies to get money and experience, so you level up. Your HP pool goes up and stuff. So there is reason to actually kill baddies in this because by the end, by mid-game of Hollow Knight, you're just dodging everything, aren't you? Yeah. One of those things. But yeah, I think, I think it's lovely. Small um, team. Go on, mate. I was going to say, just looking at the pictures, it looks like a bit of a... tiny little bit like Monster Boy. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Give yeah. me that vibe. It's not as bright, but like a no. lot of like the, the background um, artwork and some of the character models and stuff is giving me that kind of vibe. Yeah, which is, yeah, which is a good thing because that was a great game. Yeah, it was. But imagine that, but we're a lot more like emphasis on star and stuff like. It's just, mm. it's just nice, just like. The, the, it, the, do you know how like Dark Souls gives you this environmental storytelling? This does it by like. You can see, you, you go forth and there'll be a spike pit right in front of you and you'll see two soldiers like near it and they'll be like, oh God, that were really difficult, that. Just watch out. And they'll tell you, they'll give you hints, you know what I mean? They'll say, watch out for over there, there's something or other. Or don't forget to double back and there's a secret end, that kind of thing. Right. You don't feel like you're fully on your own. It's worth actually speaking to people. I, f- I think it's lovely. I think it's fantastic. I have not, not finished it yet, so I'm not going to put 
a scar on it, but I think it's sensitive. If you like the genre, just, just buy it. It's cheap. It's cheap. So that's mine. That's like you Let's enjoyed move it. Move on to stick. Me. Yep. Uh, so um, as of yesterday, all I'd done was watch Stranger Things and Obi Wan, so it's pointless talking about them. And I did something last night for the pod, for all of you and the listeners. Oh, no. I sacrificed oh, my myself. It's mobbing time, baby. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> oh, you didn't. <laughs> It's what? He's watched Morbius. Oh. Oh. So, yeah, unfortunately, you have to put Jared Leto on us, so you'll pod out this week. <laughs> gonna lose it won't stress. be his first appearance. <laughs> um, it's a secret letter on every pod art. It's just <laughs> there. It's the best way to describe it. <laughs> it's not like the worst superhero film I've seen. There are plenty. I've seen a lot worse. But it just doesn't do anything new. It feels like a mid two thousands Daredevil, Electra, Ghost Rider Ooh. kind of affair. So Where, a bit crap and forgettable. Yeah, completely crap, completely forgettable. Um, it does that thing where so Morbius is a bad guy. He's a Spider Man bad guy, isn't he? Yep. Um, and because they've obviously. Oh, we can't have Spider Man in this film. Let's we're just making these films about Spider Man bad guys. They have to make him the anti hero. To do that, they obviously have a just a another version. So you have Jared Leto playing Morbius and Matt Smith playing Milo, and they both have this rare uh blood Milo's con- in the box. This rare blood condition and um Morbius has de- devoted his life to trying to cure this and doing so ends up turning himself into a vampire. And Milo um, steals the formula and turns himself into a vampire. So then you just have an evil version of Morbius. So yeah, yeah. So you have Morbius trying to be good, drinking synthetic blood rather than real blood. Um, Do they actually call it blood and not plasma? Yeah, they call it blood. But the thing is about this: there is no blood in this film, other than <laughs> the red liquid you see in like bags Files. in the hospital. All right. Um, even when there are scenes where a policeman gets like cut with sharp fingernails and uh, someone else gets sliced across the belly. The blood is black. Like they deliberately Ugh. make it really dark. So it's not blood because mm. obviously it changes the rating of the film, doesn't it? it? Does, yeah. So while they've tried to go somewhere different with this film, it's not the usual superhero film that Marvel MCU are putting out. They haven't had the bollocks to go see like, it through. See it through. Same with Venom, like they did with Venom. Whereas the so just really... emphasise that Morbius is a vampire, and yet they're not showing any blood. Yes, he's actually <laughs> the living vampire. <laughs> it's ridiculous. In the books, in, in the books, he used to drink plasma using little suckers on his hands <laughs> around people's faces, yeah. so there were no blood in the comics as well. So I mean, at it's least to this, form. at least in this, they do actually attack and suck. People's neck. Oh right, from the mouth. But you just don't. There is no blood. Like it just. It's just. Yeah, it was really weird. They have these tedious links to other, um, like the Venom film. There's a few lines in there where it's just like, this is like that. Why did Venom make so much fucking money? This is like that thing that that happened in San Francisco. It's like, no, it's not. And also, oh, this God. takes place like in Long, in like New York. Uh, what happens when he says that? It's it's just off the coast of Long Island. It's like 
why are you talking about something that happened in San Francisco? It's just, it makes no sense. Did you see that oh. with, with all this meme stuff that they put Morbius back into the cinemas in the US? Yep. And, yeah, and, and on its first... I don't know what you mean. What, what so, so, stuff so you well, about? the joke that he made there—it's Morbin time—has become a TikTok thing and a Twitter thing. People taking the piss out of the out of Morbius and um, does the, he mob the he mobs hard? Yeah, the <laughs> oh, PR people thought, oh shit, people are actually interested, and so they put it back in like a thousand cinemas in the US this weekend, and it made eighty-five grand. <laughs> what from a wow. thousand cinemas? Yeah, they even had Jared Leto we... like like. In on the meme, meme as well, it, yeah, they? like posting yeah. stuff on TikTok and Twitter and shit. I He's... watched the, I, he popped up on my TikTok the other day, Jared Leto, where, do you know that guy that's going around and, and being really nice and cutting people's hair and getting people's stories? You, you've yeah. seen him, Stig. Mm. Re- 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 really, really good um, barber. He went to Jared Leto's house as like a, a PR thing and went, I'm going to cut your hair. And he didn't take any hair off whatsoever. <laughs> he just brushed his hair. <laughs> and he's like, wow, God, it's really good. It's like, you have to fucking cut his hair. Stupid prick. He does have glorious <laughs> hair, though, unfortunately. He does, doesn't he? he does. uh, but yeah, so good looking. Um, <sighs> yeah, it's just, it just doesn't do anything, really. I just, it's just pointless. Um, there's lots of slow-mo in there. The CGI is not great. When they're fighting each other, it's just them two, like, twiddling around each other with the camera trying to follow it as they bash through buildings and walls and you can't see what the hell's going on. Uh, it ends really abruptly. Um, tries to Is set no blade up in for, it? A, for a sequel. No. He's blade in it because Blade's a, a known adversary of Marbius. Of course, he's not in it. I think, I think Kevin Feige would want his. Uh, I'm glad the MCU uh, have took Blade. <laughs> I'm glad they've took him. One of my favourites. Thank you, thank you, Kevin. Yeah, <laughs> the after credit scene is just tacked on. Makes no sense whatsoever. Um, I'm never gonna watch it. I'm going to spoil the end credit scene here, so if you do care about Morbius, then skip ahead. But I'm not even getting the clacks in here. You, you shouldn't care. <laughs> uh, so, no. basically, Tombs has been transported from MCU world to... The Vulture? Yeah, to what? Morbius's <laughs> world due to what happened with No Way Home. So he's gone the other way. And what? Somehow he manages to find technology to create another vulture suit, despite the fact that the the technology came from the Chitauri, Chitauri. and it wasn't even <laughs> him that made it; it was the Tinkerer. And yeah. he then turns what? up and he's like, "Oh, uh, Michael Morbius, I've been he- reading a lot of things about you. Um, I think we should." Te- I goes, "I don't know how I got here. It's something to do with Spider Man, though. I'm sure of it. I think me and you could do good things together." I don't know if that makes any sense. <laughs> was it uh, Michael Keaton as well? It was Michael Keaton, yeah. <laughs> it makes no sense. It's just... Yeah, there's nothing redeeming about this film. It is not the worst thing. It's probably a two out of five star film, but it's just... <sighs> yeah. I, I, I am glad that Leto's getting a panning lately. I hope directors are going to be like, right, fuck him now, fuck him. He's done. This is this is He's the best done. the best review I've I've seen. Uh, it says Jared Leto is like King Midas, except everything he touches turns to shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah, yeah, don't watch it. Pay, I've watched it pays for Hollywood you. I, to I, be in films. I have sacrificed my time for you people, even though you all knew it was shit. Um, yeah, it's just so you know weird. What? In Blade I, 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 I applaud you. Yeah. yeah, Blade Runner, he's the worst thing in that as well. It's so weird, that role that he plays in that. It's just completely... I got what he was trying to do, but it just comes off so badly. 
He does. He's the worst thing in most things. <laughs> oh, it's, it's just so bad. Oh, he made me stop watching Kerrang. <laughs> remember Kerrang? I remember Kerrang. He was all over Kerrang. it. He was all over yeah. that. He's all over it. Well, there's bury me, bury me's. <laughs> oh, fuck off. I like ripping it's off annoying that those songs are quite good, though. Yeah, I like 30 Seconds to Mars. Yeah. <laughs> it's really irritating. Times. This is before he went all weird and cultish, though. Yeah. Did you go to his island? Jared, no. please, <laughs> me up the head. Yeah, no. obvious. Don't the, watch it. The emo, the emo Pope. Fuck him. He's done. He's done. He's done. And now he's on the cover art. He's done it again. He's done it again. <laughs> <laughs> this is the whole Gadget. Diazel people. Gadget, please tell me you haven't been seeing any Jared Leto. No, no, no. Um, on, a, on, on a quick one, because I didn't get to talk about it last week because obviously I wasn't here. Uh, I saw everything everywhere all at once and it's fucking incredible. You should just all go and see it. It's literally one of the so best. So did Biggie, didn't you, mate? I second that. I, I, I second that. I third it. Seconded. <laughs> oh, captain, my captain. <laughs> the council has declared it is excellent. Uh, yes. Yeah, no, fucking brilliant. Uh, Five stars. Wild, weird, one of the most batshit crazy films I've ever seen, but it had me laughing, it had me crying, it had me gasping. It was so, so fucking I love good. films like that take risks like that. Fucking, oh, I'm absolutely. all about that shit. I'm absolutely it just... Up. I'm still astonished. It only cost $25 million to make, and like there, was, there were four visual effects artists on it. Four. Fantastic. Um, fantastic. The labour of love. So, I applaud yeah, it. Guy, Keep them coming. The guy that plays the husband from the Goonies, I've got his name, but what a comeback for him, man. Just, he was so good in it. So, so good. Yeah, when, when, if, if you can't see it in the cinema, because it's like limited release at the cinema, anyway, when it hits the streaming services, just fucking pay for it. Watch it. Um, yeah, I'm going to. But the, the main thing I'm going to talk about is something that I know uh, Oodles has done, I know Candy's done as well. We've been watching The Boys, because it's boys back, is back, season three. The boys are back in town. Yeah. My God, what a, what a first episode. Now, it, there will be a, <laughs> yeah. a very few spoilers on this, but we have to talk about something that happens in the first five minutes of the first episode. Stig, take it. That Good luck. Yeah. Wow. It's, um, Com- yeah. Do, does anyone know of the concept of sounding? <laughs> because it happens, it happens. But I'm, I'm yeah, I'm going to spoil this. So there is a uh, new super Spo- spoiler klaxon. We'll go in. Yeah. If you want to avoid spoilers for the opening ten minutes of season three of the boys, skip ahead to fifty-three minutes. Trust me, you don't want this spoiled. See it fresh. Perfect. I have to talk about this yeah because it shook me to my car. There is a there is a new. Yeah, take your take your headphones off. There's a new superhero, um, well, super villain hero called Termite, isn't there? Mm. No, well, no, Termite. No, 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 Termite was in the very first episode. He just wasn't such a dickhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the first episode where he where he's where Butcher's taking Huey through that super yes. party, and he and he does yes, a swan he dive into some woman's vagina because he can go super. Oh, that's right. That's yes, right, he I does. Remember. Yes, he does. So he, he tops that in this. <laughs> um, Termite is bisexual. And he has the powers of um, Paul Rudd in Ant Man. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, he can go super small. And what he does with this power with his boyfriend, he climbs inside his erect penis <laughs> and massages it from within. Yeah. Now, something happens that shook me. Termite also took a big fucking rail of coke, <laughs> which. Um, I'm led to believe gives you a bit of the sneezers. It, it, it can know. do. It's it's a it's a known side effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't know. Um, 
So he has a little sneeze while he's inside massaging a penis and he gets big and explodes and just destroys his boyfriend. And it's the most horrendous scene I've ever seen on a show in my life. It's the most horrendous thing. And the, the, the good thing about the, the way that they direct the show, you get that pregnant pause where even the audience has to work out what the fuck they've just seen <laughs> as the characters work out what the fuck they've just yeah. seen. It's not like no scream straight away or anything. It's just like, what the fuck? How? <laughs> like, it makes me think that, <laughs> imagine being the executive producer of this and going up to the heads at Amazon Prime <laughs> and going, we've got a scene and it's in the first five minutes of the new series. Have you ever heard the concept of sounding? <laughs> I mean, bear like, with me. Bear with me. <laughs> it's fucking disgusting, but insane. And it just well, tips you, it, it gets you ready for this season, doesn't it? Perfectly. Uh-huh. The thing is that scene as well, it's actually in the trailer, if you remember. And there's all these, you know, big conspiracies, conspiracies about what's going on. Is this going to be one of the main baddies going around exploding people and stuff? It's like, no, just a throwaway bit right at the beginning. Um, yeah. But apparently, you know, the, the, the shot with the, where you really see from his, from Termite's point of view about what he's about to enter. Apparently yeah. that was um, actually a practical effect as well. So they had to build a giant peen about 20 foot high. Yeah. yeah. So, but that's, that's, that's the spoiler gone. So Gadget, carry on. I, yeah. I had to talk about it because yeah, it, it, it's you have to fucking incredible. So, <laughs> so brave. <laughs> yeah. So the, 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 the general, general run of this series is that... Um, that Homelander's now kind of losing his mind a little bit. Like this is all the stuff that's kind of established in the trailers and the kind of the lead up. Yeah, we're not oh, going to yeah. deviate anything from the trailers. So yeah. it's all trailer shit. Yeah, so kind of after the kind of annihilation of Stormfront, Homelander's found himself in a bit of a pickle emotionally, yeah, but also publicly because he's constantly being asked, "Oh, how did you how, how did you not see what Stormfront was a Nazi and shit like that?" And uh, he's having to deal with that and. He's not used he says to the same thing every time, doesn't he? I'm a human, just like everyone yeah, else. He's not used to his <laughs> motives being questioned. Um, he's also obviously trying to find his son, who Billy has managed to secrete away somewhere. Um, yep. Vought have a new substance, which is a 24-hour version of Compound V called Temp V, which gives people the abil- superhero abilities for 24 hours. So V24, isn't it? Yeah, naturally that's going to start coming into it. Uh, Huey is working for the group. Uh, uh, what's it? The, the the Bureau for Superhero Affairs or something like that. Mm, something yeah. like that. And effectively, yeah. Butcher is working for him, so Butcher's not happy about that. And uh, Frenchie and Kamiko are just trying to have a nice time. Oh, I love them too. Amazing. I stand Frenchie and Kamiko. Yeah, they're beautiful. Um, I love them. It's. I think this is pitching it up to be the last season. I think the way the story. I do. I do, so mate. The first three episodes. I genuinely do. I kind of feel like, yeah, they're, they're pitching up to have maybe some kind of climactic battle between Butcher and um, and Homelander in some way, shape, or form, or I don't know. But either way, it looks like it's it's uh, it's it's pitching up the last series. Uh, Deep comes back into it in a rather funny set of circumstances, and also oh, one rather horrific I'm not moment. Spoil what happens? Yeah, no, don't spoil what happens. <sighs> um, but through, throughout <laughs> throughout it, like Homelander is getting. If you thought he was off off the fucking rails in the last series, no, he's he's getting there. But it's like a more sinister way because he's not he's not going around murdering people like he used to do. He's oh. kind of just losing it a bit, and it's really mm. interesting to watch. I, I don't know if it's just because of the amount of time between filming season two and filming season three, but Anthony Starr looks like he's aged as well. Like it looks like I don't know if they changed. Tired, his, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't know if they changed the makeup. But he look Homelander looks tired now. His hair's not as blonde as well. No, you can see his roots. He needs his roots doing. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, uh, Butcher is as charming as ever. 
<laughs> with that fake. Yeah, I, every accent. time every time I hear him talk, it reminds me of um uh, like ten of voices on D and D gadget. Like, <laughs> wow, whatever you think of that, you know, it's like it's, like, yeah, it's such a fake Cockney accent, but it suits him oh, down awful. to the ground. <laughs> I think it's awful, but it's endearing. It wouldn't surprise me if the character turns around and says, "I'm not even a Cockney." <laughs> just putting it on. There's a there's a bit in the in the like the catch up bit in the very opening of it, uh, where it's it's uh, where where Butcher kind of looks a bit hewing goes, "Don't worry, Daddy's home," and it, it caused yeah. Pip to have a physical reaction. <laughs> I mean, like, Carl Urban, everyone knows he's a sexy, sexy, sexy man. And a lot of women really dig his dyed hair, dyed beard, daddy mm-hmm. vibes that he's giving off. And this is the most daddy he's ever been, thematically oh, and physically. It's really good. <laughs> it's really good. So, yeah, I mean, there's three episodes out on Prime now. It's a 10-episode season, so it's one episode per Friday. Um, Garrett watched. It's violent. It's bloody. It's funny. It's... It's actually got some really good drama scenes in this in, in in this opening. I thought that. I thought it's quite it's quite um there's a lot of human elements to it, isn't there now? Yeah, there's uh, there's there's one there's one scene involving something that um that, that Billy's watching on a laptop that was just like, "Oh man." Whew, that was a big yeah. emotional beat that. So, yeah, it's Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, Zero always delivered that though. It's very different to the comics. In that yeah, it sense, is. It, it's looked it is. it's it's looked for that human Link, I guess, to make it a bit more grounded, considering yeah, how yeah. mad it is. It's it's fantastic. It's it. People, when it first came out, people were like, "Oh, it's like Watchmen. It's like Watchmen." This is the furthest from Watchmen you could think <laughs> of. Really, this is not like Watchmen. It's like it's like X Men. I mean, they're both violent, I guess. <laughs> um, it's just weird, man. And I, I'm loving that they give more screen time to Giancarlo Esposito as uh, Edgar Stan. He's good, isn't he? He's Edgar, really good. His name is. I can't remember what his name, yeah. actual character's name is. Edgar. Edgar, that's it, yeah. Dan, um, Dan Edgar, yeah. Yeah, So, but I'm, I'm enjoying seeing more screen time with him because, again, with Homelander trying to act out, like, he's the one character that Homelander seems to be afraid of, and it's actually really refreshing to see, like, Homelander throwing a fit and then um, Edgar just sitting there going, no, you can't do this. You just can't no, it's do like this. it's it's, it's <laughs> that aspect so that they tried to bring it last season. Like, how do you make how how do you make God kneel to you? You are making me relevant. Yeah, that's the only way. That is it. Or so Homelander sees breast himself as God, doesn't it? Are you breastfeeding? <laughs> <laughs> my my one my one favorite like little background joke in this. It's not even a spoiler. It's, it's when there's like watch this on Vort Plus and Vort. Oh yeah, Vort, uh, it, it does it does all the little Vort channels and stuff and <laughs> hashtag Vort. And I'm like, this is fucking brilliant. What was it what was it like VLN, the Vort Lifetime Network or something? Yeah, the channel Vort for, for women. <laughs> Did you know it's that's so... exactly what it would be like in real yeah. life? That they would, of course it is. The superheroes would be doing their own films and they'd have all these commercials and their own like sponsorship deals and stuff. Yeah, they go to Vaultland and stuff, don't they? Like, which is like Disney World. But well, fucking... in, 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 this, in this one, Stig, they've, they've got um, American Hero, which is Vaught's version of American Idol, to get someone into the seven. Yeah. yeah. And you, <laughs> you've got you've Starlight being the host of it and it's so fucking awkward, every scene involving it. <laughs> It's just perfect, though, isn't it? That's exactly how it would be. Even down to the bit where they're like, hang up your capes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, it's like, yeah. take your cape off. <laughs> hang up yeah. your capes. You're, 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 you're out. Yeah, you're fired. Oh, and, um, so fucking good. Yeah, yeah there's, good there's, there's what's, what's it? Uh, Queen Maeve's Inclusivity Palace or something like that, which is, yep. which is bisexual. Yep. 
Yeah. Oh, in, in Wokeland. Yeah. Yeah, in Wokeland. They had LGBTQ plus week at Vartland, don't they? <laughs> So it's fucking fantastic. It's great. Um, yeah, just if you got Prime, just fucking watch it. It's one of the best things. I say it to a lot of made. people though, because you, you'll know if you're in. Because you'll need a strong stomach to watch this, especially even back in first season. It's not for the faint-hearted uh, at all. Oh, the the the, uh, the bloods and special effects budget has gone up on this one. Like there's some even in these first oh. three episodes. There's some oh, there's some bleak shit. There's a couple of moments where it's disgusting I, stuff. Yeah, where you're just sat there going. Oh. Like you can't this. eat your dinner and watch this. Oh, nah, nah. I wouldn't even recommend drinking a beer at times watching it. <laughs> there's, there's enough moments where the beer's going out your nose when you don't. Yeah, oh, Jesus. Proper shock. Definitely don't watch it with children. I'd say it's strictly 18 and over, and only if you're at that disposition that you can stomach it, because this makes just... Tarantino films look fucking child's play. Yeah, yeah. There's some adults you shouldn't watch this with. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking mental. But I love it. Love it. Give me more. Why is it not Friday? That's all I can say. And it will be, when you listen to this, tomorrow for more boys. Oh, so, yes. um, Biggie, you've been doing everything everywhere all at once, haven't you? So we can yeah, rush and past strangers, you. Uh, yeah, Stranger Things. Stranger Things. So, yeah. <clears throat> brush past that. Sweep you under the rug. Candy. I've had a busy one this week. I've had a weekend in London. So I went to go see Video Games Live, which is a um, live orchestra playing the music from video games. It was at the Royal Albert Hall and played by the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra and the Crouch End Chorus. And it was conducted by my new woman crush, lady called Ema Noon. Um, Ema Noon? Ema Noon, Irish lady. Oh, my God, such a babe. So she might be basically one of the coolest women on the planet. Um, so she's not only just um, conducted a full orchestra and choir at the Royal Albert Hall. The first um, game she, the first video game she ever worked on was Metal Gear Solid when she was still in college. Um, she's won multiple awards and nominations for the music she composed in Warcraft. She does a lot of work for Blizzard, um, and she was the first female conductor to lead the orchestra at the Oscars. Um, yeah, well really cool, really accomplished. And the outfit she wore during the performance just was incredible too. I'm absolutely in awe of her. Wearing high heels the entire show. I'm just going to see if I can drop that in Discord a minute. So at least you'll be able to see it. Um, <sighs> so they played music. Oh, t- t- let me just tell you, it was an absolute sob fest the entire time. I wept my way through it as I was fully expecting to. So she played music from Warcraft that she had composed herself. Um, she played the theme tune to Kingdom Hearts, which had multiple men just absolutely weeping. Halo, they had the chorus fully belting it out, you know, music from The Last of Us. Ori and the Will of the Wisps as well. And if you've ever heard that soundtrack, it's just the entire thing is just beautiful. That sounded and, like you said, Ori the Willy the Wisp. <laughs> the Willy the Wisp, yes, the Willy the Wisp. <laughs> the Will of the Wisps. Um, that's, that's it. Gareth uh, Coker, actually, I didn't realise who's the um, composer of that music is a British guy, and he was in the audience as well, so that was cool. Uh, music from Mario and Hades and Baldur's Gate. She, now, um, the uh, conductor is actually married to the composer of, of uh, Baldur's Gate. He was also in attendance. Fallout, which got me shivering as well. One Winged Angel from Final Fantasy VII, and she also, to, to finish the show, did a really nice um, composition of, it was basically like the Zelda medley 
that she went through. Oh, and as well, there were two songs from um, a new version of Chrono Cross. So it's Chrono Cross, the <gasps> Radical Dreamers edition. Um, yeah. And two songs got their um, world premiere. Um, yeah. so, oh, it's such a great soundtrack on the remake, remaster. Whoa. Yeah, and it was um, sung by a lady called Ashlyn McGlynn, who did the, um, the, the vocals for the actual recording as well. Play so it was a really, course, everybody. Really, play it, play yeah, it. Yeah, it was <laughs> such a good evening. It's just there's nothing compared to live music. And even, you know, even if you're not into computer games and stuff, it's just it, it's just, it moves you. You know, the music just goes straight through you. It's just really impactful. And I think this this year is one of the first years they're actually um, doing video games and music at the proms as well. Yeah, they are. So I think that's. Well, they did it at the mission. Olympics as well, didn't they? It's, it's, yeah, it's game. It's getting it's getting big. I might have to start admitting uh, my love for games soon. You know, I think a lot of the the, the composers now, like no one makes music for the sake of it just being classical music, do they? It's all for um, it's all for TV and film and just as much video games now too. Yeah, so that yeah. was a really really good night. I loved it. The other thing I've done is I've been watching Pistol, which is the uh, program about the Sex Pistols on Disney Plus. Oh, yeah. uh, oh th- I didn't know that was a thing. It's a thing. Danny Boyle's directed it, and it's it's actually based on Steve Jones, who's the guitarist, Steve Jones' book that was released in 2016. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you heard about this, but Steve Jones and Danny Boyle actually had to sue uh, John Lydon, a.k.a. Johnny Rotten, for the rights to the use of the music. He's yep. an old curmudgeon these days, and he's just... Not into it whatsoever. He likes um, butter, though, doesn't he? Butter. Bit, yeah, butter and a farmer's <laughs> wife is what he enjoys these days. <laughs> Not a sellout at all. Um, no. It's quite fun. I think there was probably a bit of style over substance during some of it, but overall it was a fun watch. The thing is, I've, I've seen the history of the Sex Pistols portrayed in so many different ways. I've read so many different accounts, and I think probably somewhere amongst it all, you can kind of get a grip of what actually happened, like some of the truth. And I think this was definitely embellished a little bit. Um, well, it was I a did... fashion movement rather than a musical mo- movement. Oh, there weren't any good yeah. musicians. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was terrible but... musicians. And it actually, it does touch on that as well. And um, yeah, what, what I did like to see was the inclusion of all the people that were kind of at the forefront of the punk scene mm. that weren't sort of directly in the band, um, but the, they moved in the same circles. So you had. Um, that punk model, uh, Pamela Rook, a.k.a. AKA Jordan, um, recently yep. passed, actually. You, you would have seen her, you know, the, the lady with the mohawk, and she always had the cat oh, eyes I've and seen everything. Her. Yeah, absolute icon of the 70s. Um, and she was played by Maisie Williams, so that was cool. Um, Helen of Troy was in it, Vivian Westwood, of course, and Chrissy yep. Hind from The Pretenders. They all played pretty big roles in the thing. So that, it was, that was a bit of a breath of fresh air to see them included as well. Um, the, the real surprise of the show was Thomas Brody Sangstar, who you might know from Game of Thrones and love, actually, you know, the little boy. Um, yep. he, play, he played Malcolm McLaren, of all people. Really? Yeah. Is he and, old enough? Yeah. Well, apparently he is. Is he McLaren, now? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, Malcolm McLaren was about 30, and I guess he's about 30, although he does still look about 12. What um, is time? How is this kid 30 now? I know. But, oh. um, I think he possibly could have turned the arseholeness up a notch because, from all reports, Malcolm McLaren was the absolute worst. He was the worst. He was an absolute bastard. Worst of the worst. Yeah. And they probably didn't go into that as much as they could have done, but they only had limited time. It was a six season, uh, six episode um, show. Um, actually, the standout for me was the actor that played Johnny Rotten. I haven't seen him in anything else before. Um, Anson Boone, his name is. Um, 
I think his performance was a bit of an over-exaggeration of him. He does play this really, like, snarling, angry, kind of raggedy version of him um, that you would genuinely find scary and intimidating. But if you look back at old interviews of Johnny Rotten, he tended to kind of keep the snarling on stage, whereas in in interviews and everything, he was more just the king of sarcasm, wasn't he? Yeah, he was also trying to be a poet as well at the same time, wasn't he? And doing weird, like meta commentary on the monarchy and stuff like that it's like come on get lay off it mate you're probably rich and posh anyway probably i mean it didn't help that he had the face of an absolute cherub when he was that age as well yeah like, exactly adorable little person snarling away but um yeah it's a fun show certainly if you're a music fan or if you're any kind of <laughs> passing fan of the sex pistols give it a go Did, is it in the same them? ilk as pam and tommy or is it a bit more Serious. I w- mm, it's a bit more serious. It's well, it's Danny mm. Boyle to start, so that gives you some idea of kind of the uh, the look of the show. You know, the kind of train spotting type um, yeah. type thing. But I mean, it has some less ser- less serious moments. But no, I, I can't. I wouldn't really compare it to Pam and Tommy. Although Fair you know, enough. if you like your music shows, you'll probably like that too. Mm-hmm. 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 Cool. But, yeah. Is that everything, everybody? It is. Yep. Let's get on. To the main topic, and I believe, Stig, you're heralding this. Yes, so I want to talk this week about long-running franchises, franchises that we love and have been going for yonks, and why we love them. I love that word, yonks. It don't get used enough. Yonks. Yonks. For American listeners, it means yonking. a long time. A very, yonking. very long time. Um. Oh, sorry, a little bit of burp coming out there from that <laughs> oh, oh, beer. Oh. <laughs> Cheeky. <coughs> right, I shall start this one. It's my topic, so I'll I'll, uh, I'll head on in, and I want to talk about a franchise that's been going for 25 years now. Started in 1997, uh, came out originally on the PC, uh, it was then moved over to the PlayStation and Game Boy Color, and that is, of course, Grand Theft Auto. This is Steal what you can and run from the nation. Hey, what do you think? Yeah. Remember I mean, that on the first I mean, one. That, yeah. that, that from the first get-go, the, the, the music, <laughs> the title music yeah. is just incredible. So good. But this is, it was like nothing I'd ever seen before. And, I, you know, I cannot actually believe our parents even bought us this in 1997. Same. <laughs> Same, mate. I don't understand. Yeah. My brother was just like, can I have Grand Theft Auto? You're okay. There you go. And it's... Knowing what that meant as adults. <laughs> <laughs> That's a felony. I was old enough yeah, to bloody a... buy it. Oh, well. <laughs> Biggie was uh, buying copies for the local uh, teenagers, wasn't he? Yeah, I stood outside uh, Electronics Boutique going, ah, yeah. there you go, lads. There's that's my own that's... criminal. Yep. <laughs> Smooth criminal. <laughs> uh, yes, so GTA, the first one started, it was a 2D bird's eye view game where you ran around the city, drove around the city and you answered uh, public phones and you were given jobs to do and you went off and did those jobs, earning points, completing missions. Uh, the more missions and money you you got, the more you could unlock in terms of weapons and cars and it's, things. It was quite arcadey, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, Kill it was, Frenzy! Yeah, things like the, uh, was it Garanga where you literally just ran down like... Uh, yeah. There was one of the things you could do if you ran down the straight line of the gang members perfectly. Yeah. You got like a bonus. Um, yeah. Hey, Krishna. Oh, 
Yeah, chased by <laughs> yeah, the police, the yeah. <laughs> uh, blowing up buildings and stuff. And like I said, it, at the time, it was nothing like it. It, it was kind of weird. From, I think it was the first sandbox and, game I ever re- played. Yeah, like really amazing. Really, if you look at like the yeah, if you look at the the map of it, there's there's loads of mm. different areas. It came and, with uh, a nice map as well, didn't it? Oh yeah, those yeah. were the days as well. Talk about that with the other GTAs as well, with the maps you used to get that you could pull out and you're like, where am I? And you'd have like a full-on map that you had in in, the, in your case that you could pull out and have a was look. Was it and... the first one? Was it even Rockstar? Was it like DMA Design? It was DMA it? Design before it yeah. became Rockstar. Yeah. I thought it was. GTA, yeah. GTA 3 was still DMA Design before they became Rockstar. Was it? Oh, right. Yeah. I didn't know that. So GTA 2, which came out two years later in 99, that was published by Rockstar but developed by DMA. Yeah. Yeah. This is actually the only blind spot in my GTA history. Never played it. GTA Don't know why. Great. It's futuristic. It's yeah. Weird. Looking at three it, maps as well. It's obviously just you know it's uh, better graphics probably yeah. and all yeah. you know newer things and it had a uh, lot more dialogue in it as well. Yeah, it tried it tried to have a story. It tried to be the operative word. It was so bad and and little bit of a uh, little bit of nugget of information. The three maps were Liberty City, Vice City, and San Andreas, weren't they? Yeah, sure the, they were. The, sure they were. No, uh, the, the the way they also described. I remember they described it in kind of like previews, and that like the idea was that you were technically in one city, but it was like different levels of the city, so you kind of that rose was? higher and higher, as like a mega to, city. Yeah, and I, yeah, I, I know remember playing it and thinking. I remember thinking, playing and thinking. Well, that's fucking bullshit, but I'm having fun regardless. Because they're like Akira trikes, weren't they? Yeah, <laughs> like bikes and stuff. It was weird. I loved it. Yeah, and obviously the, the, the first one as well, sorry, I skipped over, had a GTA London spin-off as well. Oh, yeah. Which, which yeah, that was, was good. That was How have they never gone back to More or less London a reskin, really, wasn't it? With like, let's put It was some, just a reskin. Yeah, let's yeah. put some red some red phone boxes in and, oh, look, that's a mini <laughs> with a Union Jack on and it. everyone oh, looked like that. Austin Powers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the the, 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 the cutscenes in it were great, though, because they had the worst Cockney voice acting in it. Yeah, I want you to go down the street and get me some fish and chips. People like that word. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the high, I'm pretty sure the hired voice Boy, actors. I'm Biggie. Yeah, right, I'm Biggie. The hired voice actors have gone. So to do a Michael Caine impression, oh, you, you're not very good at it. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, loved but it. GTA Three. Um, that is just revolutionary. Game changer. Absolute game changer. The fact that it was around the time I was like, oh, the rumors of it, like, oh, GTA 3 is coming out. If you heard it's going to be like fully 3D, like like third person, you can walk around the city and everything. It's like, no, fuck off, it's not going to be like that. No, and you way. got all the previews in the magazines and things like that. It's like, Jesus, look at this. Yeah. And it was just incredible at the time. Just you obviously my a, fucking you're a, mind, that guy. Yeah, yeah. you're a silent protagonist. But they still Plot. like hired. They still hired people like uh, Joe Pantaleone, um, Michael yeah. Madsen, Michael Rapaport, Frank Vincent to do like voice voiceovers. And this one takes place in Liberty City, and I just it's fucking I, brilliant. It was just so good at the time. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. Driving around three D, getting in and out of these cars, all these different weapons. Being chased by the police, like in helicopters, and then you could get a tank in the third one, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah you could get a tank. Yeah, yeah. Your, your first mission is basically to twat somebody with a baseball bat. Yeah, and then and then your second oh, yeah. mission is to yeah. pick is to pick up a prostitute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's then all run over and get your money back. Side. 
Yeah. <laughs> do, 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 does anyone else, if they ever hear that that um, bit of music from the loading screen, that ever just get like the yeah. warm fuzzies down your back? <laughs> do you know what? I, I made I made the ultimate mistake back in the day when that came out. So I had a PS2 and that. I got it for Christmas. I've talked about how I got it and stuff on this show. Um, I went down to EB at the time um, and I was like, I saw two games. I was like, State of Emergency, Grand Theft Auto 3. Which oh, don't, do tell, I don't tell me you went State of Emergency. I picked State of Emergency. What is wrong <laughs> with you? idiot. Oh, took it Jesus. back, took it back, took it back. And got I've said it before, but I literally drove around that city just following people, just walking the streets, just taking in the atmosphere. I mean, I it's, to, it's probably to... half empty if you go back to it now. But back then, it's it just seemed it like is. nothing else. I like driving around in the, was it the Sentinel? There's one of the cars, a really, Bulldog or Sentinel or something like that. One of the cars. I used to always pick that car. I had my favourite car. I used to, I used to drive, what, what people still do today, try and do that, um, stopping at the red lights, the little, try, try and be a good member of society, but it's so much fun to not. <laughs> oh, you can't, you can't play those games and like drive around normally, just like, oh, fuck it. I've been watching someone on YouTube play GTA Five without breaking any laws and it's fucking fantastic that's, that's, what you have to do. A, that's a game mode. There's, there's a service you can go in where you have to be a law-abiding citizen. You are yeah, there's policemen in there. <laughs> you're given jobs to do and you have to go do those jobs and you have to drive around normally. You can't break the law. It's like, I love it. What's the point in that? Why? That's not. That's just not GTA, is it? No. I know somebody it's, that it's would in the name of the fucking that. thing, GTA Grand Theft Auto. Mate, I gave Lawnmower <laughs> Simulator at eight point five out of ten this week. I like doing mundane jobs. <laughs> <laughs> but even then, like this game, obviously, it's um, the soundtrack to this as well, where you can have all the different radios and things like that. Yeah, everything about it was just mind blowing. Was the time. this the first one with Laszlo on it? Yes. 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 I used to listen to that all the fucking time. Yeah, exactly. It's so funny. I, 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 I love that the running thread of Laszlo's story through all the games, because he's in all of the games yeah. after three. He's in them all, yeah. Yeah, and it's just like the kind of like by the time you get to Grand Theft Auto V, he's like an Alex Jones conspiracy type <laughs> Yeah, he's terrible, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, because on Vice City, he was a, he was like just a, a, a shock jock DJ, wasn't he? He's just yeah, a, he was on V-Rock. Yeah, because prequel, yeah. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I like as well that uh, in... On Laszlo's stage as well is the and the talk radio is that the more you progress in the game, it yes. unlocks new parts in the radio. So the your like love interest in inverted commas like in that game starts yeah. calling into the radio, going, "He just doesn't talk." Like I'm trying to open my heart to him, and he never says anything back to me. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. It's so good. Love it. But uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City. This is my favorite one. Um, Same. As we discussed last week, uh, this is where they brought in really Otter to voice uh, Tommy mm. as, a, uh, as you, the main character. But this, this just is where they obviously they had, they had the budget to hire these actors. So they've got William Fitchner, Tom Sizemore, Dennis Hopper, Louise Guzman, Burt Reynolds, Danny Trejo, Gary Busey. Yeah. It's just it, 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 Danny Dyer's in it as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he's in he's yeah. in San Andreas as well. Yeah. Uh, Jenna Jameson played the porn star in that as well. Candy sucks. Candy sucks. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I remember it. <laughs> so yeah, it, it, had, it, it, it had a full band as well. Love Fist, didn't it? <laughs> it had like three original love, songs for it. Love yeah. Fist were brilliant. The soundtrack to it was incredible. The look, the Miami look of it. You got <sighs> motorbikes in this one. I think speedboats were introduced as well. Planes, helicopters. Yeah. It's every Grand Theft Auto has just introduced something new, and that's what I love about it. It's just like. Right, what can we do now? We bought all the, the CDs for this one. There was a 
a massive pack yes, release I got it. each radio station. Big cardboard, cardboard. Yeah. One of, oh, I've got one of the I'm radio somewhere. stations is just the Scarface soundtrack as well. Yes, it is. Yeah, it yeah. is. <laughs> I used to listen to just, Emotion just, and V Rock. Yeah. Like push it, oh, f- push it to the limit. But going yeah. into the club, just Best getting him to dance. In the... <laughs> yeah. Oh, so I'm going to play Vice City again. Yeah. Was, was it bombing down the, sea, the beachfront strip with everybody is working for the weekend. So good. So good. And like this one and the last game as well, it's obviously you start in certain parts of the city and you unlock bits of it. And that's how it kind of always been a thing, hasn't it? There's it's... always a storm so you can't go over the bridge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, oh, the bridge is now repaired. It's like, great. Got there now. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, I'm just going to quickly go through these because we've got a lot to talk about. But the yeah, it moved on to uh, San Andreas, and it went with a more it went with the '90s kind of which introduced BMXs. <laughs> yeah, uh, gangster fit uh, with like LA gangsters and and gangs yeah, and stuff, straight out of it? Compton. Yeah, you had like Samuel Jackson was in this one, and uh, a few others. Uh, Ice T was in it yeah. as well. Chris yeah. Penn. So it, this cast wasn't as big as Vice City. But no. um, still had some kind of big names and big hitters in there, and this is where you, the game as well, where it wasn't just, oh, you can we've introduced BMXs in this. It's like you could now customize your character, so you could make Making him fat. bigger, mus- yeah, yeah, fat or muscular or skinny. You could give him all different hairstyles and different clothes. And look, my CJ is canonically fat. <laughs> mine was mad, not uh, having any mine was muscular as fuck I pumped, <laughs> it, pumped him up massive <laughs> the, the, the also put consequence if, if, if you make a CJ too fat there are some missions you can't do when you get to the later yeah, game yeah because you can't run you can't yeah, run you'll get dialogue to say no 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 you need to lose some fucking weight before you can do this yeah job. it does but, but, <laughs> but you do take more you, do, you, you take more bullet damage you take less sorry because yeah. you're bigger and you can take the, you can absorb the bullets <laughs> Which I don't think that's how it we, works. No, no, that, that is that a one factor real life as well. Yeah, yeah. I've been is shot it? so oh, many yeah. times and You're I don't to even bullets. notice it. I'm just immune. Bullet sponge me. Um, but yeah, those first three, were they were across the, the PS2. Um, yeah. And they were just they're just great. They were just so good. Like Each one just had its own new, unique spin. The look of the city, the characters, the the, the way, it, the style of it, like it, even in like like I say, Vice City, the the menus and everything was kind of like that neon colours and things like that. Um, I didn't feel like I had to wait long for these to come out as well. It no, probably about, was, but no, no, no. It was a, it was a year in between each of them, wasn't it? Two thousand one, two, and then two thousand four. Oh, yeah, two yeah. years for the San Andreas. Not like we are like now. I had to wait for a <laughs> fifteen years, <laughs> <laughs> three console yeah. generations. <laughs> Then we got uh, four was the my least next favorite. Gen. Yeah, this my is my least favorite, favorite, but still, it's still really good. A lot of good stuff in there. A lot of really good physics. Like if you look back yeah. at some of the physics in this game compared to five, the drunken like, physics are good. The driving is terrible. Um, the the, but the, the way you react, shit. The way you react with certain things. Yeah, yeah. in GTA Five, yeah. you'll just fly through them. Like like the, the obstacles not even there, and like it's little things. I think like. Um, when you're reloading guns and the clips and stuff, like stay it's on the, the ground. It's the bit on GTA like, 4 that I'll always remember where, do you know how there's litter all over the city? It can literally blow in your face and like brush off your face rather than go through the character model. That's what and I mean. Like, like, it, fuck. It, it's a lot more. don't do more, that in 5 Oh, It feels a lot more real in that kind of essence. Yeah, um, I agree with that. I, it's a lot browner though as a game, isn't it? It's 
very brown it is, game. It is very brown. It's it's set in um I think this is Liberty City again. Yeah, it's isn't Liberty it? City. It is, yeah. It's a so really it's, good it's, version of Liberty City as well. I really like it. Yes, it it really brings like that New York style. It's got a proper downtown, hasn't it? With skyscrapers yeah, the, and stuff. And the um overhead trams trains and things like yeah. that as well. Like yeah, yeah. It, it looks it Brooklyn. does look like grimy and dirty in areas and stuff. Like it just really looks really good and there are some great characters in there, apart from your cousin who just wants to go bowling all the time. Roman. Oh, the amount of times your phone goes off is so annoying. <laughs> I didn't like me. I didn't like four that much until I got Ballad of Gay Tony. I fucking loved the Ballad expansions of Gay Tony. are incredible. The DLC yes. were great. Yeah. That's that's where it really I was like, okay, that's what this is designed for. Ballad of Gay Tony felt like Vice City and GTA three and do you know what I mean? It felt felt more fun. Yeah, like this one was um, like the next step up in like the way it looked, the way it moved and everything like that in yeah. terms of your next generational jump. And it added a few things like games and stuff. You could go like pool and darts and all that kind of thing. And it was and, the first online, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, yes. I didn't play it online, though. I wasn't really I didn't. No, I didn't online. Um, I bought GTA Five. This came out in 2013. Behemoth. This has spread across three generations. It's Isn't it the best selling best selling game of all time? Uh, sure, it is selling eight hundred million in the first day alone. Surely nothing's <laughs> beat that. <laughs> Ever. Selling one hundred ten million copies as of two thousand and nineteen. So I that's got to be the number one. It's got to be. Who the hell and it's is still, still going buying strong. it? Yes, yeah, I buy it every week. I bought it two years ago for the PC <laughs> and put 25, 30 hours into it because it's still so fucking good. Even like when oh, I first, good. so when I first got this, I, gave it away. I wasn't playing online with it, but I mm-hmm. loved what they did with the first, with the single player. It's like somewhat brand new. It's like, right now you control three different characters. You can yeah. switch between those characters whenever you want to, unless you're in the middle of a mission, you can go off to different parts of the city with that character, do their missions. Sometimes they'll, interact in the missions sometimes they won't but you could do you had different characters you had different storylines going on you could pick your favorite and carry on with them if you wanted to or you could i'm gonna go and play with trevor for a bit instead i did used to like when when you transitioned to the characters and they were doing something it's like they were actually living like trevor would wake up in the middle of a desert with no clothes on yeah, when you transition um, to him and stuff, if you like left Franklin it, had come out of a barber shop or something. Yeah, if you'd left it long enough, they'd yeah. fucked off and done something. They'd done something. Yeah, <laughs> so weird. I just, I just <laughs> really love that. And the city is alive. It's, it's more alive than any other city that they've done. Oh, it's mega. so much to do. There's so many vehicles. There's so many missions. Online just has added another level to that. I played a lot. All the, all the stuff that I've played like a couple of years ago was all online with some friends. Um, just go and do the casino every day, and you just do a free roll, and you win cars. There's actually a casino and... now. Yeah, there's a big uh, casino every day. Oh, you get cool. f- you get a free roll. You can win cars. Oh. You can win just apparel. You can win um, money. Whatever. Free, you can have a penthouse above it. it. You can have a penthouse above it so that you just go downstairs and yep. the casino. Yeah. Or you can go oh, play. Wow. Like, I, every now and again, I go play roulette just to get some money. Just. I keep I keep getting emails saying they've deposited a million dollars in me. I bet I'm the richest man on GTA Online now. I played it since the beginning. The same character. I'm probably rich beyond my wildest dreams. The stuff that you can do on this game, even outside of the mods, is just incredible. Now, they've added so many mods to it, so many missions, so many heists. They've brought in the likes of Dr. Dre to do like special music and missions and uh, 
brought him as an, in as a character to do online heists and things like that. And he's flying around in jets. One of the missions we had to do um, just in, intricate sniper missions where we had to get people in the right spots. Right, you take him out first. Yeah. You go. You go. And I can sneak in and do that. And if you don't do it right, it doesn't. It's it's incredible. And I, as far as a franchise goes, GTA hasn't missed for me. There's no diminishing returns, is there, really? I haven't had a bad experience with GTA. I haven't completed them all because they're so big, and eventually <clears> I just drop off because I'm doing I haven't finished missions. five. No, I'm five's the only one I haven't finished. I My finished. biggest issue with five is I'm not a massive fan of the three main characters. Mm. They just, as amusing like, as like they Franklin. are at times... I like them a lot. Franklin's the better character yeah, out of the three. Yeah, he's my favourite one. I just yeah, don't with think... his head screwed on. <laughs> yeah, well, he's, yeah, he's the but that's one. it. I just think when you, you do the missions and stuff, is fine, but actually the cutscenes with the characters, they, they are very annoying and not very relatable. I yeah. think Franklin's the more... I, I, did, I, I, I was one of the rare the people that found Trevor really great in. I didn't... I like Stephen Ogg that plays him because he's in Walking Dead and stuff like that. He's really good. But he's just too loose. I can't, I can't trust him. I just want to shoot him back at Ed all the time. Yeah, I, 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 I kind of dropped off it when you had to torture the poor guy. And I thought, that, mm, nah, yeah. Uh, I don't even the, think I got that far. By GTA standards, it's a bit grim. <laughs> it was. Oh, yeah. I didn't get that far. I got I, the, the last thing I remember, and I'm talking, this has got to be 10 years ago. The last thing I remember was Trevor was coming back into the city, finding out that Michael was alive. That's as far as I've got in this game. I don't even that's know if not, that's the beginning or the middle. Not, you are nowhere into that game at all. <laughs> yeah. Maybe uh, I should play it. Maybe I should do it. It shines online. It, it genuinely, online is. And you don't even have to play with friends online. There's so much to do online now. Owning your own, got none. You can own your own <laughs> uh, club and do missions to make your club run better. Uh, that's dr- cool. Drug running missions and heists and, you know... Hitman missions, that kind of things. There's so much to do on it. It's incredible. It's just, it's it's obvious why this game is now what nine years into it, coming yeah. up ten years, and they haven't even we had had a so, sniff at the next GTA. Obviously, this is your choice and your pick. What do you want to see in the future for the franchise? What do you want to see in six? What What do you personally want to see? I don't know because I don't know how we improve on five other than graphics. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Maybe I think bigger. they need to go to a different country or a different area. Like I yeah. think London, England would be a great choice. Somewhere else in the states would be a, a bigger bit more city. Like because there is the the one thing that is not done. kind of thing is as you get out of the city, there's sporadic towns and stuff everywhere. But there is yeah. a lot of like, wasted space, mm-hmm. which is kind Highways. of fun. But you eventually just like fuck's sake, I'm taking ages to get from one place to another. That's the only kind of downfall, really. Mm-hmm. But it's but. The fact now is that you can get a DeLorean and fly there if you want. Or, what? Or, or, or a fighter jet and fly there and just dive out of it and parachute into yeah. where you're going. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, a DeLorean? Yeah. Yeah, you can get a DeLorean. Wow, the fuck? So, um, where we're going, don't, we don't need roads. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I, personally, I just, Vice City, go back to Vice City on the water in Miami, kind of. Um, Heavy story area, emphasis. But bigger. Than mm-hmm. what we got before. You know, obviously, it would be bigger, but like a bigger Miami. Do you know um, what they'd do now if it was in Miami and stuff? They'd be like, and realistic sun tanning on the character and stuff like that. They'll get a tan the longer you play it and stuff like that. They'll do what, they'll do all that and it'll be absolutely mind blowing. That probably would be. Tracing windows. You want to go just go lie on the beach and tan? Yeah, and get a tan. <laughs> 
Because you can only get in this club if you're tanned enough. Yeah. That's mine. <laughs> GTA, I think it's incredible. And it's 25 years of fantastic games. So. I agree. I agree. Gadget, what about yourself? Uh, so my one is 56 years old. Four years' time, it gets its 60th birthday. Because I went up Ball on a string. I went up at Star Trek. Oh, yes, boy. Which was, um, so it was created by Gene Roddenberry, and the first episode uh, of the original series came out in 1966. Um, Good year for football, that. So I hear. Um, <laughs> the basic premise of the show was to be a science, uh, uh, optimistic, looking forward science fiction show. Uh, promoting inclusivity, promoting exploration, not just shooting aliens all the time, although that did happen occasionally. <laughs> it did. Um, the original series kind of broke several new grounds in the fact that, yes, it was serialized science fiction on television, which was incredibly popular. It had a diverse cast. So, obviously, in the primary cast, you, you had Nichelle Nichols, who played Uhura, and also you also play, uh, had George Takai, who played Sulu. Um, both kind of people people of colour that you generally didn't see on primetime TV in the US at that time. Especially um, not main cast. No, and you also got the first interracial kiss on TV between William Shatner and um, uh, Nichelle Nichols. And I think she... And she was hot. No, I think she recalled that it, he was a terrible kisser or something like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Do you know what's funny? He's taking his mask um, off. We know all this, and proper fans know all this, but it's amazing how they'll do something now and people go, oh, it's just going work, it's terrible. It's like, have you seen where it started? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, It's always yeah. been like that. Like, exactly. It's incredible it prime for goal, it. wasn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. Inc- been incredible for that. Yeah. Um, so the, the also thing is, well, given its cultural impact, Star Trek only ran for three seasons and 79 episodes. And oh, I thought it were more. No, about 10 of those episodes weren't even aired until years and years later. It got cancelled in the middle of the third season. Wow. Um, it was brought back um, in the 70s for the animated series, where they obviously the original cast voiced their characters, but yeah, it came back in the 70s. And it wasn't until Star Trek The Motion Picture came out that it started having the kind of cultural juggernaut appeal that it had. Because yeah. Star Trek The Motion Picture came out, which then just spawned off the series of films. And Star Trek The Motion Picture was fine. It's yeah. a... Slow, long film, but when it kicks in, it kicks in. It's really good. But then you got Ratha Khan. I know my words. Exactly. Ratha Khan. <laughs> um, and it, it, is, it is true that it's only every even, even numbered Star Trek film is any good. But, could, you know, the search for Spock was a bit. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, the, yeah. The, um, the films kind of brought it back and made it culturally relevant. They got bigger budgets, they, get, they got they more impressive things. And in the 80s, uh, Paramount decided, okay, you know, we've been successful with these films. Let's, um, let's put you back on the telly. And that's where we got Star Trek The Next Generation, which was the last thing Gene Roddenberry produced because he stepped away from the films and he started working on Star Trek The Next Generation. Uh, and he died, I think, during the fourth recording of the fourth season. Um, but that just absolutely hit the ground running. It obviously made a household name out of Patrick Stewart and Jonathan Frakes and the rest of the cast. It um, took the concept of Star Trek and just upped the production values. You had much better models, much better sets, much better special effects, much better aliens. Um, This one ran longer. This was seven seasons for 179 episodes, I think it was. Um, And then the 90s were just the Star Trek times. 
Oh, so good. Because so good. as Next Generation was wrapping up, you got the start of DS9, uh, Deep Space Nine, which was the which took it in a different direction rather than being a, a, a starship that's exploring through the universe. This one, you got a static space station and it became more of a very insular, it's almost like a family drama, um, DS9. I fucking love it. It's my favorite series because the the storylines that they get out there and the characters and the, the different interactions with them are much more interesting to me rather than having an alien a week or the race of the week or whatever they're doing. You get to learn about these characters and you get to... Um, they get to build themselves up. You get to build up the stories. But then, like, I think it's season five, you get the Dominion War, and my God, that shit kicks off. It's so good. Oh, my God. It is so good. I love, <laughs> I love, it. love the Dominion War. And then you get Voyager, which I also love, and a lot of Star Trek fans didn't like, but I thought Voyager was fucking excellent. It's coming off Deep Space Nine and Next Generation, though, isn't True, it? yeah. It's not as good as them, but it's still I mean, you've brushed like past a nice extension. Character. Odo. Odo lives in a bucket. I mean, yeah, Odo's great. That's what you it's want. Your chief, that's when your chief security officer, a man who can can subsist in a bucket. Who for lives in hours. a bucket? <laughs> and but Love to, Odo. to be fair, though, Quark is the best character, and it's because of their interactions. Quark versus Odo, yeah, at all times, is true. always the funniest thing. It's really good. Um, but yeah, D, uh, D, DS Nine took things a different way. So that that, that uh, not DS Nine Voyager took things a different way. So Voyager. The Starship Voyager gets hurled across the galaxy to a place where the Federation of Planets aren't and they have to work their way back and it's going to take them 70 years to do it. So you get back to doing a little bit kind of race on Monster of the Week kind of thing, but they get to be a bit more creative with it because by this point, everything within the Federation, which is one quadrant of the galaxy, is kind of known. So you're not really encountering new stuff. Where Voyager, they get to just do a load of new shit and then it gets all Borg, who are the best alien baddies in the world, in television, I'm not going to say ever because I, th- I think the Xenomorph from Alien is slightly better. But the Borg... What about the fuck- Daleks? Fuck off. <laughs> they're fucking bins. <laughs> no, the Borg are incredible. I love the Borg. And the fact that they featured so heavily in Star Trek First Contact and then they also feature very heavily throughout Voyager. Oh, they're just so good. And then they shit the bed with Enterprise, didn't they? It's been really oh, shit. I, I, watched, I, I watched that first episode and I stopped. Getting it from here. <laughs> Locked. I can't well, believe that, that theme tune. I've got of the heart. <laughs> I want so violins. I want horns. I don't want a Rod Stewart esque song. Yeah. Oh yeah. god. It's some... But so, so the problem with the problem with Enterprises, I think they tried to make it too broad an appeal for it because, like, doing a prequel series makes things difficult because you kind of a lot of the lore is known. And so they're having to kind of write a new story around what exists. And I don't think they they didn't happen upon anything that was interesting. Like Scott Bakula as the captain was fine, you know? Count but, Bakula. But the problem is that what they tried to do is they tried to make the crew as close to like the original series crew as you could possibly get. And it just didn't work. It wasn't very good. And for a long time, we sat in this weird no man's land of no Star Trek. Um, which we call these the dark days. J.J. Um, <laughs> Abrams got a crack at making some new films with middling success. The first one was great. The second one, we don't talk about. Um, <sighs> the third, third one, one, I can't again. remember. can't remember what happened in the third one. That's how... The, the third yeah. one was good, but is entirely... Stuck on a planet, aren't they? Yeah. Stuck on a, an unknown planet. On also third, also third written one. by Simon Pegg, which is why his Scotty is in a lot of it. Yeah. yeah. A lot Scotty more heavy. 
Um, but that, that, yeah, so that one again, that's the J.J. Abrams thing, though. The kind of the franchise shits the bed because he can start things, but he can't finish them. But I did like that's Chris. Says. I, I did like Chris Pine as Kirk. I thought he was great as Kirk. Mm. Um, Carl Urban. I think the casting all around was pretty good in them, but just Apart from first one, Cumber matches can't. Need to do that. It's just the whole. I mean, oh god! Remember, remember how they were pretending that he weren't Khan for so long. It's like <laughs> he's gonna be Khan. <laughs> yeah, you stupid! Don't be stupid. We know he's gonna be Khan. Oh, so yeah, so yes, yeah, so, so we, we had the dark days, then we had the JJ Abram days, which were a different shade of dark. Um, but then we've come to this point now, where kind of now we're in stream the world of streaming services. Star Trek's kind of come really relevant again. So right. I love Discovery before anything gets said because I know. Stig doesn't. I love Discovery. I've I've seen the first two seasons of Discovery. I really like the first season. I think the second season drops off a lot. I haven't seen the new stuff. Um, I have. I love it. But I I like that they did something different with it. My only issue with the way Star Trek's are going right now, apart from one, which I'll get onto in a second, is that they they are too single character focused. So you have Discovery and Picard. I mean Picard for obvious reasons, but it's like you're seeing the story through one character rather than seeing the stories through the crew. You know. Yep. That's just stylistic choice, but Discovery on balance is fine. I like I'm, it. I think Michael Burnham's one of the best characters they've ever produced. Yeah, I like Michael Burnham. She's good. Um, yeah. The first season of Picard I thought was excellent. I, I, I know Stig's opinion on the second season. I've just watched the first episode this week, and it's, it, it's rough. It's, it's really fucking rough. Stig don't like new Star Trek, that boy. He don't like it. Ah, but you see, this is the point where uh, Paramount and CBS, they are doing interesting things, because then you get Star Trek Lower Decks, which is legitimately <laughs> yeah. one of the best things that's ever been so made. So good, so it's good. really good. And they're being clever. So, so with, with, with lower decks, they're taking the kind of the weird, kind of irreverent sort of Simpsons Family Guy approach <clears> to it, <throat> making it an animation, making it cheeky, making it rude, and taking the piss out of itself. And it works so well. But it's canon. It adds to the Star Trek story, you know. Um, and you have new series come out. So you've got Prodigy, which comes out, which I think I can't remember. Is Prodigy the one that's aimed at children? Yeah, that's the one on Nickelodeon. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got Strange New Worlds, which is more of a anime kind of thing. No, no, no. It's re- no Strange New Worlds is live action. Oh, is it live action? Live I action, thought this yeah. was the anime one. So my brother asked me if I'd started watching this yet, and I said no because I've not really liked the new live action Star Trek. Said, what is it anything like Discovery? And he says, nothing like that. It is genuinely kind of back to basic Star oh, Trek. I didn't even realize so it was it, out it, yet. Yeah, so it piqued my interest. Well, it's, oh, so, it's so, so first, Paramount. Yeah, premiered May the 5th. Yeah. So, so um, I'm interested to give this a go because if it's a bit more next generation. You're too hard on Discovery, so, mate. I think it's fantastic. No, I think it's shite. It's fine. He's allowed to, he's allowed to think it's shite. It's his opinion. The um, in, 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 interesting. The um, like the original TV series. The, you would, you were there. The uh, the executive producer of this of this strange new worlds one is um is Gene Roddenberry's son, Eugene Roddenberry. Eugene Roddenberry, of course, that's what they called him. <laughs> of course. My just uh, just looking at the at this now because I haven't seen anything on Strange New Worlds really because I, I thought it was an anime thing. I didn't realize it was a. Uh, live action one. It's um, I mean Christopher Pike is the captain, so I'm not sure. Captain Pike was in Discovery as well. 
Well, Captain Pike was the original Enterprise captain before Kirk was. Yeah, he was. And he's, it, he's it, brilliant it, in Discovery. Well, yeah, but what, what I'm saying is it's going back around the same storyline. So what I what I like is the new stuff. So like, that's what I really is like. Is it Anson Mount that's playing Pike? Yes. Again. Oh, I love him. Yeah, yeah. so... Um, but yeah, I like I like the new stuff. I like the way that like Lower Decks and um, Prodigy are going to be taking it, where you get it more accessible to to more people. Like having a having an animated comedy version of this very serious, very important sci fi show works for me. I think it's such a good mm. move. So uh, yeah, that's me talking long enough about it. I I love Star Trek. I'm a fucking nerd. Live long and prosper. Star Trek's Star- amazing. It's so good. I'm just I need something to pull me back into this modern stuff. But Lower Decks is great, but it's not. The same as, you know what I mean? It, yeah. It's a completely different thing in its own right. It's and not it's enough. really good. But it's not, it's, it, yeah, but it's not like the next generation Deep Space Nine style Star Trek that I'm, I, I like. I, I like Discovery, but it's no, it's no DS9. Do you know what I mean? I'm so, not stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Watch the Expanse. Expanse is Expanse. nothing like Star Trek. Expanse is not Star Trek. Like it. No. It's oh, nothing really. like it. It's very good. It's, it's very good. fantastic. It's in space. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. the only thing that's, <laughs> that's the only thing. It's nothing like it at all. Oodles, <laughs> uh, tell us about your long-running franchise. Well, because I'm a jock, I'm bringing a jock topic. As we all know, the jock of football. It's a long-running so, franchise. <laughs> football, <laughs> yeah. It's been going since the 1800s. No. It's a funny old game. <laughs> The beautiful game. A franchise spanning 45 years. A franchise that is near and dear to my heart. I remember watching the first film in the franchise at about 10 years old, uh, decades after it was released, going in completely blind and straight away being enraptured by its lead cast. This multi-Oscar-winning franchise has its ups and downs. (laughs) It has its ups and downs, like many franchises before and after it. But what all nine films have is something a lot of franchises in its category lack, and that's heart and the will to push yourself further than you could possibly imagine. With a fantastic soundtrack and rare distinction of its modern iterations being some of the best ones they've done. I know where you're going. Yes, listener, I am talking about one of my favourite movie franchises of all time, Rocky! Yes, Rocky. I wasn't where I thought you were going. Where do you think I were going? When you said the modern iterations are some of the best recently, I thought you were going Planet of the Apes. No, but that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, Rocky's also great, though. I fucking love Rocky, and I know some people haven't seen Rocky, and it's like... Why? And they go, I don't like sports films. It's not really a sport film. That's what it is. It's a human film about human things. And uh, so yeah, what I've done here, I don't I've... care. It's a good <laughs> film. Just watch a film because it's good. <laughs> it's just good. Yeah, it's. I, I think the first one, I'm going to talk about that now. I think it's probably the most important one. So Rocky released in 1976, written by Sylvester Stallone, starring Sylvester Stallone, Burt Young, Talia Shire, Burgess Meredith, and the incredible Carl Weathers. Already, that's a cast that make you think, yes, please. So, it's a story about the Italian stallion Rocky Balboa and his unlikely ascent to the heavyweight boxing title match against the reigning champion Apollo Creed. Whew, it's a critical darling, earning multiple Oscars and accolades, which rags to riches classic sporting tale, less emphasis on the sporting. So, I, like... You guys, most of you have seen Rocky 1. 
you can't come away from that film feeling anything less than uplifted. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I, it's so like you've seen it, haven't you, Candy? Of course. Are you into boxing? Not so much. No. Surprisingly, no. Neither am I. It's there's, there's something about it works with Stallone's like how he speaks and how he uh, delivers. It works that he's and nearly. A nearly retired boxer at this point, isn't he? Like semi, not even semi-pro, is he? He's just an amateur boxer. Mm. Um, and he was one of the fall guys. He used to take take a tumble in uh, in matches and stuff, didn't he? To to win a bit of money and stuff. And he was a debt collector, and he bounced his squash ball around. And he lived in the mean streets of Philadelphia. And somehow, I'm not spoil why for some people, he gets to fight the reigning champion, the charismatic and uber cool Apollo Creed. And I could be wrong, but I don't think there's actually an awful lot of boxing in the movie. This one, this you, one, this one full match. This is one full match. That's it. There's a so few the bouts in the beginning. Is about yeah. the characters, and, and 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 the fact is, he was only picked to fight him because Apollo Creed liked his name, the Italian Stallion. He liked it, didn't he? So that's the only reason he got through. And it's just. It's about going the distance. Like now, I am going to get into a little spot because it kind of does need spoiling. Um, Gadget, if you that, I don't think you're bothered. Nope, don't care. Rocky won. The main thing is he doesn't win. He doesn't win. But guess what? He doesn't lose, does he? That's the main thing. He went the distance, and it went to it went to um, a decision, didn't it? And he went the full tw- tw- twelve rounds. I think it is in boxing, isn't it? Twelve rounds. Yeah. I'd see, I don't really know boxing, but he went well, the full... I think in the, the big think heavyweight... Then. He's, he's I think it's longer then. I think it's 12. Yeah. 15 maybe at most, I don't know. But he went the full distance, and that's what it is. And the very last scene is him, like, like just... He's happy. He, he's, he's, lost, happy. he's happy, yeah. He's, yeah, he's lost in it. And, and you never got that in films back then. It was always the main guy wins and there's just something special about it. And then Rocky two comes along. And by the way, I was watching an, um, an interview with Stallone about this from um, about five or six years ago. And he was saying, if it was up to him and I know a lot of it was up to him, he would have named these other things, not Rocky one, two, three. You know what I mean? I'm going to tell you what he wanted the first one to be called. He wanted it to be called going the distance, which I like that. Mm, that works. I like that. Makes sense, yeah. I like that. Well, that so reveals Rocky the ending. Yeah, it kind of reveals. Yeah, yeah. That's that's why that's why they didn't do it. So Rocky Two, which released in 1979, which he wanted to call the rematch, which explains exactly what happens in that film again. So he gets another stab. He gets another stab at the time. And it's funny, Rocky Two, because he's earning money now, isn't he? He gets a suit. He puts some sunglasses on. He's got a big house. It's quite. It's it's like it's nice, Rocky Two. A lot of people rag on Rocky Two, but I think it's a nice film. Oh, I love it. Um, and he wins. He wins. He does it in the end. Fantastic. Then we get probably one of the more famous ones, Rocky Three. He wanted to call this one "The Eye of the Tiger," which that's where <laughs> the song comes from. So, 1982, that one. Um, the first one that they brought out, like a, a mega celebrity at the time, it was uh, Mr. T playing Clubber Lang, and he was terrifying in this. He somehow managed to make himself look even bigger than he looked in the eighteen. He was fucking huge. He was sort of um, a Tyson, wasn't he? Yes. Sort of, yeah, he was, he was like, like Mike, a Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson type boxer. And Rocky had to do some weird things. Like, he got trained by his old arch nemesis, Apollo Creed, to get the eye of the tiger, which meant he dropped a weight class and he had to, um, like, out, outpace 
Club Alang. He didn't even go the distance with this one, did he? He just won because he tired him out. And I really like Rocky Three for that. Rocky Four is the one that splits opinions. So in yeah. 1985, there was a Cold War going on in the real world. So what did they decide to do? Make a Cold War in the boxing arena. So he wanted to call this one Two Worlds Collide, which, again, on the nose, isn't it? <laughs> so this one stars uh, Ivan Drago. Uh, sorry, Dolph Lund- Lundgren, friend of the show, as Ivan Drago, the uh, beast from the East, the, the red machine, um, alluded to in the film that he was absolutely souped up on steroids, isn't he? Um, the Russian, well, Soviet champion. Now, a lot of tragedies happen in this film, don't they? We lose people. Um, we lose Apollo and stuff like that. And this is a bit of a revenge film. And also, somehow, hands across the ocean. At the end, the Russians are cheering for Rocky. <laughs> it's fucking weird. <laughs> it's a full-on America, fuck yeah. Kind of yeah. Because of the time. That, and- it, it, does, it does divide people, but I really love its, its schlick and daftness. Banging me in, in Rocky well. Four. Yeah, 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 exactly. Really good montage as well, running up and down the mountains and stuff. Uh, And then Rocky Five came out. Eh, So, yeah, yeah. Rocky, do you know what he wanted to call Rocky Five? Go for it. (laughs) That's what he wanted to call it. Go for it. Which, um, 1990, yeah, Rocky Five, where Rocky's on his way out. He, He, Really took a beating, didn't he, from Ivan Drago? It starts directly after after four, doesn't it? He's like, he says, if you box again, your eyes coming out and stuff like that, you're gonna have irreparable brain damage. So Rocky starts becoming a trainer for um, Tommy Morrison's character, Tommy Gunn, who was a real boxer at the time. Um, and it all goes pear shaped, doesn't it? And we all know it's just a shit film. I really don't like Rocky Five at all. I don't. There's not that apart from the big. No, I like the beginning. No, anyone just, that likes it, to be honest. It's yeah, the weakest, I like the, the, easily the weakest it, of all of the Yeah, franchise. it is. I like I like the beginning half an hour where it shows the aftermath of Rocky IV, and that's about it, really. Mm. Um, then we had to wait, um, what, 16 years for Rocky Balboa, the epilogue to Rocky's tale, or so we thought. That came out in 2006. Uh, he wanted to call this one, It Ain't Over Till It's Over. <laughs> I'm glad there's someone at the studio that's not allowing him to name films. I know, yeah. I know, I know. He stopped writing them after two. Do you know what I mean? Because he just probably went and got crazy. I might as well call it over to the fat lady sings or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, R- Rocky Balboa is a weird one because it's about how Rocky owns his own restaurant. He's lost all his money, hasn't he? Um, and um, his his love and wife Adrian's passed away. Which she passed away in real life, didn't she? Before this as well, um, and it's how he's, he's done with past. He's he's happy with his restaurant and stuff, and he's he's just having a life. And then he watches something on telly. It's like a video game, isn't it? Where where Rocky's fighting. It's a simulation, like on ESPN. Yeah. They're basically saying, "Oh, what happens if you took one of the greatest from this era?" And put it up yeah. against the current world champion or the, one of the greatest from this era. And they say, and, and the record they say that Rocky could still go at the distance. Yeah, and the simulation, <laughs> like the, as a simulation, like I think showing. Rocky so what do winning. they do? Yeah, yeah. What do they do? They get him to fight. He's sixty years old, and they get him to fight this young thirty-year-old <laughs> heavyweight, and would I, never be sanctioned ever. <laughs> never no, be just sanctioned. A, just, just a correction: Talia Shire is still hasn't retired yet. Oh really? Yeah, she's, she's still going. Alive. No. Well, God bless her. <laughs> She's doing good work. 
Uh, yeah, so not 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 much to write home about with Rocky Balboa. There's some nice heartwarming moments, isn't there? You get to see Rocky's son. Um, yeah, it's it's all right. I it's think not it's terrible. Really good. I think it's like a return to the same kind of yeah. heart that the first one had, and the boxing. It feels match, more like the first one. It's the best yeah. boxing match of the city. Like it is because it's the, the most, one where they actually punched each other. They actually fought in front of a real crowd yeah. and punched and actually yeah punched. Actually, yeah, had an actual boxing match. So, it- like Stallone still got the scar above his eye where he mm. fucking cut his eye open and stuff. It's, it's the real. Fucking, it's real, yeah. It's the real deal that one. It's it is a good film, uh, especially after five. Fucking hell! And then we had to wait many years again for one of my favourites, Creed. Now, Excellent. some call it a spin-off, but it's it's canonically the next one in in line. So, um, Michael B. Jordan. Looks fucking fantastic in this film. My God. He put some timber on, didn't he, and turned it into muscle. Wow. He plays uh, Apollo Creed's son, Adonis Creed, um, and he's living under... Doesn't he pretend he's not his dad's son at the beginning and stuff like that? He's trying to pretend that he's... He wants to make his own own way. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, he's more more than a name. Um, They wanted to call this one, and I'm glad they didn't, your legacy is more than your name. <laughs> oh my god, that can't be true. <laughs> yeah, th- these are all true. I will link two you to tickets the, uh, to interview. your legacy is more than your name, please. <laughs> <laughs> and he, so he's fighting a real boxer. On. He's fighting a real boxer on this. Pretty Ricky Conlin, and again, choreography on this one's spellbinding. And we've got Tessa Thompson in there as well as it's. It's really good, and it's slick, and it's it's. Um, Shame about Tony Bellew, though. Oof. Yeah, it really, it really is. Shite. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And then um, we've got Creed 2, which is a bit fan fiction here, but I still really, really like it. It's the only one I've not seen. It's really good. Yeah, I've not seen it's it. 2018. So, do you, do you know the plot? Because I'm going to say it a little bit. I won't reveal the end. Yes, I know so, the plot. Well, I don't know the st- what happens in the film, though. So, obviously, Adonis Creed is now up and coming. He's one of the best of the best. And for some reason, they want him to fight um, Ivan Drago's son, Victor Drago, played by Florian Montanu. And that man is a fucking beast. And in real life, they wouldn't have sanctioned this either, because fucking hell. He's like super, super everywhere. He's ridiculous. Um, they wanted to call this film The Legend Becomes Stronger. Oh, my word. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and all the way through these Creed ones, we've got uh, Rocky Balboa in there as the uh, the corner man and the trainer and stuff. And the Creed films are really good because they're slick as fuck. The fantastic films. It's beautiful to watch the cinematography, the um, the choreography is fantastic. And luckily, the franchise is not over there because Creed Three is out next year with the tagline "Have faith." So I think he's fighting George Michael's ghost in this one. <laughs> Which... Trouble Lane Sisters this year, actually. You what? Sorry, I think it might be out this year. Oh, I, I looked on IMDb. It's a uh, 2023. But regardless, I really like the, the Creed films, and I hope this one. I hope it's a nice little trilogy for it, and they should cap it off there. But yeah, the Rocky franchise, man. It's just I don't know. There's something about it that's always stuck with me. I, I can I can watch five and appreciate tiny, tiny, tiny bits of it, but. Pound for pound, and that's a boxing term. I think it's a fantastic franchise. I'm 45 years old, and it's still going with the same, the, the same chronology of story. And it's, you don't you see don't it. You don't have to like this, boxing to enjoy the movie. Simple as that. 
No, you don't. It's a, it's a human tale about climbing higher. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> and going above your your weight class. And oh, it's, I just fucking love Rocket and Gadget. You need to see. I know I have not sold this to you because I'm not you good at selling any of them. Haven't the slightest. Like, I'm sure they're fine films. I'm just not interested in them. They're not fine films. Some are Oscar-winning films, mate. The films that you have to see before you die. Some of them have robots in. Genuinely. Yeah, robots. It's got a robot wife in it. Edited out now. (laughs) Yeah, that's not there anymore, is it? Director's cut. I love you, Polly. Oh, that was the best bit. But depending on your viewpoint of what you think is Stallone, you'd be very impressed in his acting in at least one two, three, and obviously the later ones. He's, he's, he's a very good you, you actor. You see in that man, that heavyweight boxing frame, crying his eyes out and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely putting his all into everything. And it's, it's even the first one, like when he cuts his eye and he, you got to cut me. You gotta, it's fucking, it's brutal, isn't it? Because he can't see out with his eye. It's, oh, it's so fucking, oh, I love him. I love him. And that my picks. Excellent. Uh, Biggie. What about you? So for me, I wanted to go to a, a classic series, um, the Street Fighter. So I'm just literally going to cover um, the main five games. Did um, you write just... the uh, the film for that, the new one? <laughs> I did. <laughs> Coming out in 2023. But, um, Can't wait. Dating back to 1987, the very first unveiling of the upright cabinet in, believe it or not, funny enough, a boxing gym in Philadelphia. Um, which had the pneumatic punch pads, which became famous for the game Street Fighter. It was a new 2D fighting game that was actually inspired by the boss battles in Kung Fu Master, a previous arcade hit. It was created by, forgive me if I get these names wrong, Takashi Nishiyama and Hiroshi Matsumoto. Um, Whilst it was a fairly successful launch, Capcom had to eventually pull the punch pad gimmick because they hadn't had an experience in actually making these cabinets, so it was a new thing for them to do, and they had to replace it with the now infamous six-button layout, as far too many people were entering their hands, and Capcom, Capcom were worried about being sued. <laughs> and also due to the programming limitations and budgets, the game was not exactly the success that they were expected in the end, but feedback was that the new button layout was a hit, as the arcades went further around the countries. And I actually came across this game in a traveling fair and with the punch pads. And it was Were incredible you traveling to watch with the people. fair? No. Uh-oh, but, um, I'm say I want to know that story. <laughs> but that, that was my introduction to Street Fighter. And it, it, it's a really weird introduction because there was something about that game. It was, wasn't particularly good to play. And if you ever go and use an emulator now and try it out, it's really weird. It's not a very comfortable fighting game at all. But that's what, something has to begin somewhere, doesn't it? So then moving on from there, Street Fighter 2, which came out in 1991, the team that created the original Street Fighter were actually headhunted by SNK. So Capcom basically had to start all over again um, and ended up bringing in Shiki Okamoto, uh, began building a new team. And due to the popularity of drag, uh, Double Dragon back then, they were told to basically make something similar. So they came up with Final Fight which was actually referred to at one point as Street Fighter 89, uh, was born. I love Final Fight. Yeah, it's a great, absolutely great uh, brawler. Um, but then after that, he wanted to go back and make Street Fighter 2. So hiring Akira Yatsuda, who provided the artwork for things like 
Forgotten Worlds, Final Fight, and obviously Street Fighter was a key component because the lavish visuals in both the promo work and on the cabinet and in the game proved to be a massive hit. The music, of course, um, by and sound by Yoko Shimomura went on to create the unforgettable music and sound for Street Fighter 2. And everybody knows that the Guile theme works with everything, right? <laughs> Sing it. Oh, yeah. I love that um, theme so much. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, when it's requested um, to make the pulling off the special moves a little easier than the original Street Fighter, actually creating a bug, uh, where now the familiar uh, combos were then discovered where various moves could be linked together for devastating effects. So that was really a glitch. Uh, not many people realise that. Really? Yeah. Wow. And obviously kept it in because everyone was a fan of it. Um, there was no immediate plans for follow-ups to uh, Street Fighter, but after riding a wave of um, what became famous game-breaking guile bugs, which included something along the lines that you could crash the machine or you could throw people from anywhere around the fighting arena with guile, so you weren't even close to them. And then there were counterfeit copies that were spread all over the market. So you could go into arcades, never there's all these really weird variations of Street Fighter. So uh, Capcom went on to launch the Champion Edition, which allowed you to play as the four bosses, and then allowed two players to fight as the same character against each other. And uh, once again, more illegal hat copies came out with weird special moves, which were like floating fireballs going up in different directions. Man knows weird his hat like copies. That. He's, he's yeah. a hacker. They're not me. <laughs> but they had to very quickly release an official sped up version, which then became known as Turbo Edition. And of which course, this, became, this then became famous as the home market sales went through the roof as both Nintendo and Sega um, went on to enjoy great success on their consoles. Uh, I was a massive fan of Street Fighter 2. I had it on my SNES, and a lot of people were saying that sometimes the Mega Drive was the better version. But It had better um, music on the Mega Drive version, but I like the, uh, the, the SNES's control layout. Yes. I think um, I've had I've... this game on everything since yeah, it first came out. <laughs> I think it's the pinnacle of the series, especially the World Warriors one, where you've got everyone. I mean, this series is now 35 years old. But like you say, there's been collections here, there, and everywhere. I yeah. got particularly stoned one night with my friend Jay up in London. Not like you, that. And we were playing um, loads of battles, basically as Ryu and Ken, and it went on for... Hours. I think we lost track of time. And at one point, I hallucinated and had these massive sprites in front of me, like I was ten foot tall. What were you smoking? The characters. <laughs> it just weed. Just, just went a bit too far. And uh, yeah, it was incredible watching that fight. Sweet, that, that, to me, that was like sweet, a fight. Sweet Bubba Kush. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, so after that, there was a massive gap where there was restructuring at Capcom. And uh, lots of delays and all sorts of projects going off in different directions. So Street Fighter Three didn't come out until 1997. And um, interestingly enough, well, most of the other games were going down the 3D route. Yeah, things like Tekken, Virtua Fighter, stuff like that were coming out. Capcom delivered um, a 2D game with a really highly detailed sort of art animation, which a lot of people said was probably the best ever to this day. And do you know what? I never got into three. I just I love didn't click with me. Love it. I, I don't want you to gloss they... over Street Fighter the movie, the game, though. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Let's gloss over please, that. Please don't I'm gloss over that. Not, I'm not talking about them at all. But the um, the development team made some subtle changes to the mechanics. Added a parry system. Um, yeah, that's what I liked about it. The roster was almost completely wiped away. 
the only one left was Ryan and Ken. Ryan and Kenneth. Um, yeah. The the new generation, um, they basically ended up with, I think it was 10 new characters. I just mm-hmm. don't think they gelled with people. They just didn't have that. They looked interesting. Don't get me wrong. I thought the artwork was fantastic for the characters. But for me, I, I just it, it, it never clicked with me at all. Um, Is that the first the one that you got Cody, Cody on it? Because I liked Cody. I think it was, wasn't it? I think you're right. Yeah, I liked it. You see, before that, you had, or maybe not, because you had the Street Fighter Alpha games as well. Oh, maybe it's Alpha he came in, yeah. Well, I, I think it. it might be Alpha. Um, but yeah, despite the uh, slow start with Street Fighter 3, they did another tweak here and there and came up with Second Impact. But apparently, a fan favorite Third Strike is the version to have. Oh, it's so um, good. That is apparently one of the, the best. Um, Street Fight games ever invented the fight in the so good, tweaks mate. they made oh, to the gameplay is apparently fuck. up there with the best. But I actually never got into it. I think I, I think it was PlayStation One. I had that on. I think it is. Not sure. Fucking. Uh, I'm not counting, but, but again, it's in all the compilations. If you ever want to go back and try it. Mm. But um, again, another massive gap. I think with the failure, um, basically of Street Fighter Three, uh, Four didn't come out till 2008, but this took an incredible direction because again, it it did this weird combination of 3D backdrops with 2D plane, but with camera views that switched in a 3D environment. Does that make sense? Yeah, for the specials, it was like zoom in, didn't it? Yeah, it basically reinvented the fighting game again because 2.5D, 2.5D, and everything has done it since Mortal Kombat has done it. Yeah, everything's done it. Uh, there's another fighting game which I. I think Tekken did a version of it with Street Fighter as well, Street Fighter X Tekken. Yeah. And uh, the new Killer Instincts like that as well, isn't it? 2.5. All the uh, Marvel Capcom games. Uh, Injustice. Yeah, they, Injustice. It, it kind of realised that the 3D fighting that we got between Street Fighter 3 and 4 with Tekken is... Tech, it work, I don't know, it works for Tekken, but everything else is... Street kind of, Fighter X3 was that weird 3D model. Yeah, like Street all Fighter. the 3D Mortal Kombat games are shit. Oh, they're so bad. And yet... Mortal Kombat Armageddon. Since Oof. Street Fighter 4 came out and they've gone, actually, we should go back to that just, you know, two, yeah. 2D yeah. kind of look with just nice looking done. 3D they, they graphics. They went back to that, yeah. that sort of, keep it as close to Street Fighter 2 Side scroller. that... Yeah, yeah. They did yeah. the beautiful thing as well for veterans that they kept the moves the same. You know what I mean, high punch, low punch, high kick, low kick, and all the combos were the same turns of the, the animations uh, are the different. D-pad. There are some slightly different heavier kicks, the animation, but the the rule yes. is still the same. You can hold the kick, can't you? You can hold it in for a bit longer on this on on this one and like stun the enemy and stuff like that. The, the the pre-fight intros, the cinematic dialogue between the characters, like you say, that the focus attacks and um, yeah, I loved four. The, the, four was so the control. Good. The four is just immense, and again, it went through variations until it came out. With Do you the remember the? Version. Did you ever play four on the on the iPhone? <laughs> Fucking hell, that was so good. Part on the iPhone, yeah. it had it had a dedicated button just to do all the specials. Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh... So oh, wow. fucking good. The, the disappointing thing about four is the last bad guy is shit. Is it that oh, able? Well, not able. Uh, what's it called? That fucking stupid thing, know, isn't it? That I only took him out with floor sweeps because he used to kill me all the time. Fucking yeah, that big guy, that big tall guy, wasn't it's it? That tall. Is he big and blue? Is that the one I'm thinking of? Yeah, big and blue. Yeah, like he's so a much. real skanky character. 
Yeah, he was shit anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Seth, he was called. Seth, Seth. that's it. Yes, wanker. <laughs> Kill him with fire. Um, it's, <laughs> it's crazy to think that the original arcade came out with 17 players and he ended up with 44 in the ultra version. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the only disappointing thing that I think I mentioned again before about Street Fighter series is all the DLC packs and costume packs. But they only oh, started my... doing that on four. You know what I mean? It's not. It's not a truck. Right, it, like, it's like, embarrassing. Like from, it's embarrassing to, to see what they charge Obviously, for that. you had to buy a new version, didn't you? you? Had to buy a complete new game for like the World Warriors, and then like with three, you had to buy EX Alpha three. You had to buy all these like re- iterations. They're all really the same game fundamentally, but no. some there was something, especially with the Alpha games as well. There was some. I don't know, there was a draw for me to want to buy them because there was enough to get you good. We, we, especially, I mean, I don't know if you're going to get onto five, but fucking hell, that launched abysmally. There was nothing on it. Yeah, and finally, Street Fighter Five, which was more of the same, really, of, of four. There wasn't a massive difference, to be perfectly honest, but it was just the bare bones of a fighting game. It didn't very have an arcade mode it. at first. Nope, and then it, all <laughs> it wanted you to do was to get your fight money to uh, unlock everything, and the again, that's similar to that Gran Turismo thing where you had to earn so much money to buy like one character. It's just insane. Very disappointed. It, it had bugs. It was supposed to be PlayStation Four exclusive when it came out. Um, oh. It was going to be the, <laughs> the the game for fighting for esports, but it, it had so many latency issues. Uh, it was a lot good. better it, it's now. Fine now. It's yeah, fine it's, now. It, everyone plays. It is what it is yeah, I still play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, going back to um, what you said today earlier about six, just looking something different. I, I like the look of the fighting; it looks great. There's this weird hub thing that they've got going on. So I don't, I don't know what direction. Big chunky Ryan. It, yeah, <laughs> be interesting <laughs> to see. But I've always loved this game. I've always tampered with it. I'm an okay player. I'm not professional by any means. Like like you said before, you know, people button mash, and it's very frustrating. I like it when two people are trying to beat each other using the skills yeah. of the game and not button mashing it. And that's where the fun and the passion comes from these games. But I I'm going to ask the question that all the listeners are wanting to know right now. This is the big question. I don't think I need to ask Gadget this because I don't think he cares for Street Fighter. But who's everyone's main? Ken. Ken. Hmm. But you stick. Ken and Ryu, because they're too easy to, to master. <laughs> I'm a Vega guy. Oh, occasionally e Honda. I knew you would be. For some reason, I knew you'd be Vega. <laughs> love Vega. I love him. Wah, just flipping about on the walls. Yeah, what about you, Candy? It's a Blanca. The green guy. And of course you're Blanca. Yeah. Right. Blanca. Have you played you just gadget? Put a bash in so he just fighter? does the electrical move. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, oh, yeah. I, ha- I have played it. I'm trying to remember the name of the character who I used to play the most as, but... Uh, shit, what was she called? Um, Cammy? Chanley? No, uh, uh, Jury. Oh, yeah, Jury, yeah, one yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so yeah, mm. I, I, I've got Street Fighter Five on Steam. I played it for a few months. I enjoyed it until I got to the point where it's just like, oh, you want me to fucking pay for everything? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've just spent like 20 Do, 20 do you want to see you. Ken in a red costume with... Bleach blonde hair? That's one ninety nine, guys. I will, I will say my favourite bit about Street Fighter Five. I don't really get on with fighting games that much, but like I said, I enjoy playing Street Fighter Five. 
nothing against it. Yeah. Fucking love the music and the menus. Oh yeah, <laughs> this is so fucking metal. Probably yeah, so loved it. Out of curiosity, have you got any ideas how many games were released for Street Fighter? Seventeen thousand. <laughs> I was um, going to go with ten. At a guess, at a guess, I want to say nineteen. Uh, twenty-four. Don't know. There's so many variations of it. It's going to be stupid. I think yeah, I was going to say ten. <laughs> there we go. Street Fighter, Street Fighter <laughs> Two, Street Fighter Champion Edition, Hyper Fighting, Street Super Street Fighter, Super Street Fighter Turbo, Street Fighter Alpha, Street Fighter the Movie, Street Fighter Two Alpha Two, Street Fighter X, X Men versus Street Fighter, Street Fighter Three, Street Fighter X Plus, Marvel Superheroes versus Street Fighter, Street Fighter Three Second Impact, Street Fighter X Two, Street Fighter Alpha Three. Street Fighter 3 Third Strike Street Fighter X2 Street Fighter X3 Hyper Street Fighter 2 The Anniversary Edition Street Fighter Anniversary Collection Street Fighter Alpha Anthology Street Fighter Alpha 3 Max Street Fighter 4 Street Fighter Super Street Fighter 4 Arcade Edition Super Street Fighter 4 3D Edition Street Fighter X Tekken Street Fighter X Mega Man Street Ultra Street Fighter 4, Street Fighter 5, Ultra Street Fighter 2, The Final Challengers, Street Fighter 5 Arcade Edition, Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection, Street Fighter 5 Champion Edition, All Characters Pack, Street Fighter 5 Capcom Fighting Collection, and finally in 23, Street Fighter 6. That totals 41. I thought you said you couldn't rap. (laughs) I'm breathing. 41 games. I'm putting the so curb insane. I'm putting the curb your enthusiasm music under that, and there's nothing you can do to stop me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget Street 41 Fighter. 41 versions. My God. Don't forget Street Fighter 9 EX Turbo Plus by Biggie Productions. Yeah, that film. Yes. Hell out. yes. <laughs> Actually, Biggie, you missed, it. you missed one. It's 42 because there's a one called Street Fighter 2010 that you didn't bring up. Oh, it's a Street Fighter action. 2010. It's a, it's a platform game, but it is a Street Fighter game. Oh, there, you there you go. There you go. Forty two. Wasn't this insane though? Chun Lee uh, spin-offs as well. Probably. Yeah. It was a Chun Lee film, wasn't there? Yeah. Right, Candy, round us off. Yeah, I really, really <laughs> struggled with that. Even even after you've been recording, I've been kind of swinging around about which one I'm gonna do. Um I've been th- Thinking about either, do you know what? After Oodles, you mentioned X Files. I was like, why the fuck didn't I choose that? Um, but I'm no, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, Frasier. Um, oh, baby, a, I hear the blues are calling to scrambled eggs. Oh, my. Oh, yeah, I was originally <laughs> gonna go with something completely different. I was gonna go with Family Guy, and then I realized actually it's kind of gone down the toilet slightly recently. So bear with me. You're still my, going Family Guy, yes? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah! <laughs> Who's watching that? Idiots. Me last night, oh, which is what made me think of it. Yeah, oh yeah, it's still going. It's been cancelled twice, so it ain't going nowhere, I don't think. Um, but yeah, so bear with me because my notes are slightly all over the place. The good news is it'll be over soon. Um, so, <laughs> so Frasier was broadcast for eleven seasons from '93 onwards, um, and apparently there's a new season, a new series in production. Yeah. Um, that's coming out, well, it says this year. I find that hard to believe because I haven't seen anything about it, but who knows. Um, I thought it was supposed to be like back end of this year, like December. Yeah, that's what I thought, but mm. surely we would have seen something for it. Who knows? Anyway, 
Um, so Frasier was a spin-off from the sitcom Cheers, which ran from 82, which saw Kelsey Grammer playing the character of Frasier for a total of 20 years in the end. Um, Frasier yep. itself continues the story of psychiatrist Frasier Crane, who returns to his hometown of Seattle to become a radio host. Um, probably these days he'd be a podcast. He'd do a podcast, wouldn't he? He'd be one of us. That's what the better. He better be a podcast on this new phrase. Oh, I wonder if he will. Yeah, that'd be cool, wouldn't oh. it? You're listening to Cranecast. Cranecast. Anyway, he re- he reconnects with his father Martin and his younger brother Niles, and a, who's a fellow psychiatrist. He's also joined by Daphne, Martin's living caregiver, and uh, Ross, who's the radio show producer. It was critically acclaimed at the time that the cast in the series itself was won 37 Primetime Emmy Awards. It's way better than Cheers. Way better than Cheers. I, I can't watch Cheers. Even, like, I know it's old. I like Cheers. I, I like just, it when Woody Harrelson comes in. Before that, I didn't like it. I didn't know there was even a season without him. I thought he was always in it. Yeah, I think it's first season. Yeah, anyway, it's not, not that great. Um, not for me. So, anyway, critically acclaimed, as I said, it's just kind of peak 90s sitcom without the cringe of Friends. Um, and it still holds up today, I think. And the main appeal of the show was the interaction between the dad, Frasier and Niles. Um, although it always kind of struck me a bit odd how out of touch Frasier and Niles were when they had an ex-cop dad that, um, you know, beer drinking ex-cop, ex-cop dad and Frasier was always at the cheers bar. So kind of going a bit snooty for no apparent reason. It's um, um it's, it's just, it was it was written in because they uh, they identified much more with their mother who was kind of snooty yes. in slightly high society, right? He does mention that quite a few times in the show. He's just like your mom. The, the, yeah. The, 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 the whole the whole run of the show for both Fraser and Niles is just mummy issues. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but it kind of it strikes a really nice balance balance between physical and intellectual comedy. Um, it was by no means high class entertainment, even though it kind of tried to sell itself that way i think um uh but it was definitely more it was definitely more kind of quippy and sharp than something like friends and um as a side note the reason i keep going back to friends is it's just because it's a show that kind of ran around the same time for about the same length of time i I don't i don't have anything against friends i'm just saying you should i know i should but no it's fine Uh, but um i think what's also often forgotten about is the physical humour to it as well, especially David Hyde Pierce, who plays Niles. Um, I remember oh, a God, few... he's, he's such a clown. Yeah, <laughs> I remember a few stand... I think there was a couple of scenes, actually, that just um, stood out. Um, and it was just him by himself, no dialogue whatsoever, and he would hold, like, a five- to ten-minute scene of just, like, a series of catastrophes. And it was just absolutely there's, brilliant. There's the, se- the sequence of him getting ready for a date. There's no dialogue yes. whatsoever. It's the oh, cold, yeah. the cold open. There's no context to the episode. You just see him watch him. He's, you know, he starts eyeing, eyeing his pants. He sees that it, it's uh, the threads come off, so he gets a needle. He pricks himself. He falls <laughs> over. The iron's on the pants. That starts to catch fire. He picks up, and it, it just goes on. And it's about three that's minutes. The um, that's the episode that won the Emmy as well. It is, yeah. It's like three minutes yeah. of silence, and it's so funny. Mm. There's that one Nile moment as well, where um, he's struggling to get in the elevator with the. With the groceries, yeah, like poking the <laughs> elevator with his nose, dropping things. Yeah, just it shows how. Yeah, it's he, it's a woman in his life, and that's why his wife's so um, strong. Yeah. <laughs> in comparison to his character, they never actually sh- they never show her, do they, Maris? Because mm, I think I think they'd intended to cast her originally because the, the first season they just sort of talked about her and they 
painted such a picture of this like god awful woman. She apparently, like weighed about sixty pounds or something, about five foot eleven, yeah. did, and they just couldn't. Well, they go into such flowery language with her, like the, like the idea that that, that she she is such a, of such waifish frame, she doesn't leave footprints in the snow. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it just and, it, and that she, she can always creep up behind nails without him even knowing she's there and still fly. Yeah, a woman of fragile constitution, but somehow wields the sword of Damocles over his head. It's so yeah. funny. And I think I, I think, think we all know somebody like that, though. Well, yeah, but I think it's one of those things that as they got in like the second season, that we should probably cast Maris, and they're like, actually, no, this is really funny. We can no. just be more outlandish mm. with her. Yeah, the character's <sighs> bigger than the actual character. And when when Maris is eventually written out of the show, like in the eighth season, because she becomes yeah. a tax avoiding um, felon, and like it's when Niles the pushing Niles, over Niles the and Daphne into Canada. <laughs> the the, pu- the, the push Niles and Daphne are as well, don't they? Oh, well, now it's definitely yeah. together yeah. by that point. But yeah, are they? Yeah, yeah, they are. Aren't they? So funny. And that was such a nice, um, like, story build as well. Like, will they, won't they, between uh, Daphne and Niles? And when it, you know, when it finally happens, and it doesn't all end up sort of a bed of roses for them. Like, they have actual like problems in their man- marriage and stuff, and it really goes into it how you know you can be after this person, and it finally works out, and yet things just aren't as good as they might seem they would be. And I like that they didn't end the series with them getting together. It kind of finished. It it kind of um, happened about halfway through. Like it actually, yeah. it was it was Daphne left her wedding, didn't she? Like she left. Her, yes. She was getting getting married and left him at the altar. And that didn't finish there either. Like he came back to sue her in the uh, in the following yeah. series. Um, but it's just it's just a really kind of heartwarming show and just drama free. And I think. I hope this new season that's coming out, I hope it does it justice. It's going to be interesting to see how they manage the dynamic, what with Martin having been such a integral part of it. Now the, uh, now the actor John Mahoney, he's, uh, he's sadly passed away. No, they, they, could, they could do something quite clever, like, like Kelsey Grammer is that age now. They could make him the Martin-type character. You never know. He might have a son. So he does mean, have a son. A- so yeah, I'm so saying an older son that's now yeah. uh, well, the, he's got the Frazier Frederick. type. Yeah, he's got Frederick. Yeah, exactly. The, Frederick, um, that's it. The the thing could, is that like that. so uh, David Hyde Pierce and Bevan uh, Bevan who played Niles and Lilith, um, Kelsey Grammer hasn't actually spoken to them about it, so I don't think yeah. they would be involved in it. So huh. you're not mm. going to get Niles, you're not going to get Lilith. So. Yeah. I think which that makes it difficult because Fraser himself is a horrible character. He's a terrible person. He's terrible. Mm. And he's terrible. balanced out by the people around him. And like the the, the interaction. He's so selfish. He's so selfish. But like Niles is clearly the best thing in the show in general. Like Niles and Martin steal most scenes that they're in. Well, yeah, apparently they he wasn't even supposed to have a particularly big role, I don't think, Niles. No, and then supposed he to be a walk on. Yeah, it got such a good reception that he was written into it more. And yeah, just just the three of them especially just bounce off each other perfectly. So yeah, a bit worrying about the next ser- series then if they're not in it. But who Living knows? Living hope. Just, Living hope, know, exactly. Might be, might be poignant. Might be yes, good. poignant. Mm. But yeah, that's it. that's it for me. It was going to be Family Guy, but... Nah, I'm glad you didn't go Family Guy because I wouldn't have had to say much. I like yeah. I like the uh, the first few seasons of Family Guy. That's about it. <laughs> I remember when I dropped off Family Guy? Maybe around. I still remember people getting tattoos of Brian when he died. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh god! Yeah. Yeah, Family Guy works better in small doses. If you watch too much of it, it's just like oh, mm. god, it's yeah. fucking shit. It's no, it's no South Park. None of it is. Nope. Excellent. So, oh yeah, <laughs> go. Over to you, Idols. 
Thank you. <laughs> That's good night from him and good night from him. Right. Um, yes, I want to know what our beloved listeners have for their choices. I've got a bulging sack because I miss that sack. I miss it so much. It's bulging. Much. Throw it over to Oodles to throw it over to me. Excellent. Xenos uh, yeah. has said, um, <laughs> I think it has to be the Final Fantasy games and their spin-offs for me. I haven't played every installment of the series. I own three or four on the DS and I've been playing 14 since about 2015. Um, mm. Tactics Advance, Tactics Advance 2, Four Heroes of Light, which Ooh, is arguably yeah. the best spin-off, and 14, plus the definitely spin-off franchise Bravely Default, Bravely Second, the sequel, and Bravely Default 2, not the sequel. Name your games properly! Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> you need to name the games better. Uh, I heard stories about Final Fantasy VII as a kid because a bunch of my friends played it during secondary school, but my parents refused to buy me any consoles, so I didn't have a chance to play any of them myself until they got me a Game Boy Advance. Aww. Bundled with a couple of games, including Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, which immediately hooked me, leading lead me to pick up 3 and 4 when I eventually bought a DS and the remakes were released. Since then, I've been in and out of the series through other games listed up until I discovered Final Fantasy XIV would run on the laptop I'd gotten for university, and I've been resubbing it every couple of months to play through the new content, create fancy outfits, kick the crap out of various different groups' deities for gear upgrades, and, humble brag, save the world no less than 11 times along the way. Oh, he's lad. fucking slacking that lad, isn't he? 11 times, is that all? Jesus Christ. Oodles for you. Good game, did, 14. Yeah, Oodles did that twice this morning. Yeah. It's actually a quote of his that. hours there, how many he's put in. Oh, well, I'm getting to that. How many? I'm getting to that. Uh, I won't give any actual plot details here because it wouldn't be fair to spoil things for Oodles or anyone else who's playing no. through, but I can say this much. Final Fantasy XIV in particular has held together the best story of any game I've ever played. It's the only game that's managed to make me cry more than once, and I think there's been at least eight separate times compared to the Oka- compared to Akami oh. and Undertale only getting me once each. The director and lead composer are both working on Final Fantasy sixteen now. Icons help Ooh. you all if they icons help you all if they manage to do it better because it's going to great break people. And just to prove yeah. my real playtime counts, though this does not include time spent downloading patches and AFK within the game open. Uh, sorry, it does include time downloading patches. So he says a screenshot of his Steam library, uh, 4,529 hours in the game. Good lad. Nice. Good lad. That's, more, That's like me in Dragon Quest Eleven. That's more than a working year. I think it's more than That's a year, actually. good. 4529. It's really, it's really good. Fourteen uh, for, for for Zenos mainly only. I've just got to Heaven's Ward and it's kicking in. It's ramping up, baby. It's good. Just, just under 189 days. Okay, so we spent over six months in that game. Excellent. <laughs> uh, Sergeant Story has said, "Well, the Wheel of Time series, to be sure. Dragonlance, Forgotten Realms, Doctor Who. I also want to add the Sword of Truth series as well as the Harry Dresden series, and I probably should include Harry Potter, both the books and the movies." Uh, I'm probably not mm-hmm. going to get a chance to go back and explain why these series are important to me, other than most of them were my first introduction to fantasy literature. Some I just really enjoy mm. and have enjoyed for the last 30 years or so. Fair enough. Man likes his fantasy. Yeah. We know that much. Nerd. Uh, well, speak, speaking of nerds, Pete Beckett. Uh, for me, it's Street Fighter. <laughs> Low affair started back when Street Fighter 2 Turbo was packed in with my snares. It's a superb series, and oh, while some games haven't lived up to my high expectations, brackets five, I still get hyped for new character reveals, new iterations, and always watch the CPT events. Oh, yeah. Just very quickly, one thing I forgot to mention was that famous Daigo parry video, which oh, I don't know mate, who that makes me has seen cry. that or who hasn't. But do you guys oh, know about it's this? It's so good. I, I, it's the most famous moment ever. I've seen it, and I had to ha- I had, it's a 30-second video that someone had to spend 10 minutes explaining to me, so I, I, I was not yeah. the target audience for this. 
Oh, it's no, so it's good. But the best Evo just, moment ever. Just somebody being able to basically block and a million attacks at them <laughs> all in one go with the slither of elf. And reverse and it back. Reverse it back and then take him out with a final. It's just incredible. Forever a watch. legend. Yeah, totally. Oh, so good. The, neighbor- the Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast has said, our favourite long-running show is obviously Neighbours. It's just so ridiculously optimistic and unrealistic that you can't help but get lost in the escapism of it all and the drama is over the most trivial things. And as we all know in this world, everybody needs good neighbours. Hang on, let me just unpack this, right? I don't read the feedback, as you all know. There's a podcast dedicated to the to re-watching Australian television So Neighbours. Yes. Yeah. As the, the one with, with the dog that had a dream, that one. Yep. Especially for you. Kylie Minogue. <laughs> that one. Jason Donovan. Yeah. What she came the back fuck? with the finale, Kylie Minogue. Has it ended? Yeah, it's ended. Mm. Yeah, it's been cancelled. Recently, yeah. Oh, they're not the village down or wherever they left. I've never watched the second of Neighbours. I just know about the dog. <laughs> I remember when it launched. Neighbours loads. And Home and Away. Late 90s and early 2000s. I know Home and Away, that's where we got Chris Hemsworth from, didn't we? It is. Did we? It's where we got the worth it. beautiful actors yeah. from. Yeah. Worth it. <laughs> and Margot Robbie. Yeah, both yeah. sort of launched. I think Neighbours may have been before Home and Away, and I think it's success launched yeah. Home and Away. But... Is it, is it, is it, I don't know if it's a myth. Maybe that, that podcast would tell me and I might subscribe. Um, is it bigger in Britain than it is in Australia? Yes. Sure it is, isn't it? Yes. It's like yeah. huge. It got, it, it got cancelled when Channel 5 stopped buying it. Wow. <laughs> that just shows you, doesn't it? I didn't even know we were on Channel 5. I thought it was a BBC thing. No, no, Channel, Channel 5 have been running it for the last 10 years or so. Never, I've never watched a soap in my life. Not Some of the plot East points Enders are brilliant. They're, they're so Farm funny. Or anything. Um, mm, never watched them. Last up, Angry Kurt. Uh, he's saying, sorry if I'm too late. You're not. We got you in time. Uh, but my favourite is Grand Theft Auto. It's remarkable how high quality every game has never been. Never heard of it. Everyone has their favourite, but each uh, but each entry, even the 2D ones and the portable ones, like Liberty, Liberty City Stories and Chinatown Wars, have been great games at minimum or oh, masterpieces. The reveal I didn't of a, into them, so I didn't have anything to say about them. The reveal of a new GTA game always gets my juices going, and we all know Kurt likes his juices. Um, he says, <laughs> everyone remembers the characters and some classic <laughs> missions and the radio stations are so good. I will they say, are. however, there is one slight upon the franchise. It is, it is something that happens in one game that is so bad it colours the franchise in my thought. And that is the remote control helicopter mission in Vice City. Oh, yeah. That's terrible. Fuck that Notorious mission. Fucking horrible. I nearly snapped my painful. PlayStation 2 controller yeah, in half yeah. playing that. It's the same as the missions in San Andreas with the uh, little remote control planes. I hated that too. Yeah, remote control stuff is shit. Yeah. But no, just specifically that one in Vice City because you can't finish the game. It's awful. It. It's not an option. It's mission. awful. I saw a TikTok yeah, yeah. the other day on how to complete the train mission without having to chase it. What? For all these years. Well, you apparently, just had to catch a train, CJ. Yeah, apparently, you can shoot the driver and it stops the train. Then you can just shoot the <laughs> What? <laughs> I'm going to play it. I'm going back. I'm going back. That's, that is the feedback for this week. Thank you very much, everyone. As always, links to all our extracurricular activities are in our show notes and at modernescapism.co.uk. And please consider becoming a patron to help spot our endeavour. And with it being the beginning of the month, I don't need to read that bit because that was from last week. <laughs> Still can't. <laughs> Ooh, change the teleprompter. So, yeah, if you want to be a, a patron, it's good to do it now, isn't it? Because it is the beginning of the month rather than uh, at the end of the month. But whatever floats your boat, guys. So... Next week, 
Biggie is taking the main topic and has decided to bring to the table hashtag was it needed. So basically we're talking about things that was it needed? The Matrix 2 and 3 and 4. Was it needed? You get the gist. You get the gist. Um, what was that Tomb Raider? Dark Resurrection or whatever it was called. <laughs> Angel of Darkness. Mm. Was it needed? Was the kebab last night needed? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, was it needed? It did, did it add to the lore? Did it add to the story? Was it needed? Did you think that it yeah. made sense that you're happy that it's added to the franchise and whatnot? So. And it can be positive exactly. or negative. You don't. Have, we're yes. not just necessarily going to be oh, dunking yeah. on shit. Although I think we're going to be dunking on shit. Yeah, we've I had a good one. This, we've had a, a positive this week, <laughs> so we might have a negative next week. <laughs> so, for all our patrons, we'll meet you around the back in the green room. But for everyone else, this has been a podcast. Thank you very much and good night. Yeah, okay, okay. Uh, Biggie, I'm going to count uh, count down from four. So four, three, two, one. Biggie, okay? Yep. Four, three, two, one. Biggie. Biggie. Say the word Biggie when I get to the end of it. Biggie, you've got to say the word so you can sync it up with you. Yeah. Okay, one more time. Four, three, two, one. Biggie. Biggie. Cool. <laughs> There's our ending clip. <laughs> Biggie. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? What's going on?